Welcome to the Hunting Dog Public, where we talk about everything hunting dogs and more. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and let's drop that tailgate. Today's word, Psalm 16, verses 6 through 8. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Psalms 16, verses 6 through 8. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreekSupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We would also like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right, guys. We was going to cover some hunt dates. Before we do that, I want to congratulate all the NSD winners from this past weekend. I think there was four hunts, one Michigan, Alabama, Mississippi, and Pennsylvania. Uh, y'all go check out the NSD Facebook group, see who won them. And there was a pro sport truck hunt. Mr. Chad Reisner won him a Ford Ranger. So congratulations to all of them. But we was going to cover some NSD hunt dates right quick. Saturday, September the 17th, Indiana Division 3, Ohio Division 2. Saturday, September 24th, Georgia Division 2, Michigan Michigan Division 1, Oklahoma Division 2, Pennsylvania Division 2, West Virginia Division 1. That's the rest of this month. If y'all want to know where they are, go check them out on the NSD app. Also, there is a UMCA hunt September the 24th. That's the benefit hunt for Mr. Clifton Robinson. Um, They're taking donations. There will be an auction. Y'all check it out. It's in Batesville, Mississippi. There's a coon hunt the 23rd, and there is a squirrel hunt the 24th. I think check-in's 630. So y'all check it out. Contact Bob Osborne or Terry Snyder for the UMCA hunt donations. Thank y'all. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're going to get in this interview with Mr. Randy Durrell and Top Gun Kennels. Mr. Randy's a lot of fun. He's a great interview, and he's very passionate about what he does. While y'all are listening to this, if y'all want to, go check him out on Instagram at world underscore champion underscore goose or on Facebook at WC Goose or his current TikTok, which I'm sure will be shut down because he's been shut down over and over again for it blows my mind, but the TikTok is GooseXXXOfficial. Um, he's not putting nothing on TikTok, but apparently tick, nothing bad on TikTok, but apparently TikTok deems it um, not appropriate, which blows my mind. But anyways, y'all go check that out. Also, hogbang.com. That's a website that you can read the rules and see the hunt date or the competition dates. Y'all check those out while y'all are listening. Here we go. Stay tuned. 
All right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we're talking hog dogs, or, or technically, what would you call them, Mr. Randy? Bay dogs or hog dogs? He's a competition bay dog. He's a competition bay dog, Mr. Randy Durrell with Top Gun Kennels. How are you, Mr. Randy? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Beautiful day today. I got you. It's raining here, so at least it's sunny somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good over here. We're, I'm in southeast Texas. Uh, just left uh, Exxon Mobile here in Beaumont and uh, headed north to uh, Top Gun headquarters in Coons, Texas. Top Gun headquarters. So you have Top Gun kennels. How long have you yes, had sir. that Top Gun kennels established? Dog pen top guns known, huh? Uh, 
like within like three days, he could see this major deterioration of the platelets in his nose. He's like, that has to be cancer. So uh, sure enough, they sent the they sent it off to a lab. Came back cancerous, and the dog wasn't eating. He had he had lost. I mean, he was just a drawn up version of himself. I wasn't gonna let him suffer. So they had to the vet had to put him down then. And uh, that's a tough situation uh, there. Yeah, yeah, especially like you know he was he at the time he was the you know, I, I, he was he was actually beating Goose. He was leading the, the the world championship standings, and ended up finishing fourth that year. And he only competed half the year. Well, still, still, still was still still ended up finishing fourth place. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you know Pat Lewin too well, but he was a real big fan of Crow. And man, he he made he made a, he made a pretty big mockery out of that. He's like, you know, y'all got. He said he said if. He, and he, he laughed. He said, "If he had told him back, I'd be cooling because y'all y'all lost to a dead dog." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty but bad. Pat, there. Pat's, a, Pat's a little outspoken, and, and uh, he, he says what he thinks, you know. And, and uh, sometimes it's funny, and uh, sometimes it's a little bit too true. Well, truth <laughs> hurts a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, it does. yeah. It does. <laughs> so, so like I said, for the guys that I'm sure. We're going to post this, though there'll be a lot of people in the hog dog world that'll listen to this, or the bay pen world that'll listen to this. But we're mostly a tree dog podcast. So for the guys that don't know, what is Uncle Earl's considered? I know it's a big competition. Is that the biggest one that there is? Or Yes, Uncle Earl's is, uh, is like the Daytona 500. It's, uh, it's like uh, Cheyenne for rodeo. It's... Uh, it's the Mecca for all band. Um, it's the Super Bowl, you know. Um, yeah. It's the second show. It's the second, kind of, you know, like like uh, the Daytona 500 is always the first show for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for, for, for Winfield, uh, uh, Uncle Earl is the second show of the series. Uh, it goes in, it's, it's in Winfield, Louisiana. Uh, it is probably the largest field trial I mean, I don't care what you talk about. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about anything, coon hunting, bird hunting, I don't know of anything that is a week long and has, you know, well over 800 entries. Well, wow. it's it's a it's a major event. There's thousands of dogs. There's people camping, vendors everywhere. Uh, some of the best food you're ever going to eat is right there. I mean, it, it's like it's like the fair come to town. Uh, I, I want to say that Winfield. Uh, the population quadruples uh, that during that week of uh, of, uh, of Uncle Earl's the hog dog trials. Dang, it's a, it's, a, it's a real big deal. So, so about and, uh, what time of the year is that? That's the end of March. It's uh, usually somewhere around March the twentieth, all the way runs up to the end. It starts uh, it, it starts on Monday and it ends on Sunday. Um, uh, well, okay, well let's go with this route. When does ho- the hog baying? competitions what when do they start and end throughout the year well you got you got a show that's going to come up in downsville in january uh usually it's like kind of early january then you got the the may i'm sorry the march show in winfield uh comes into may show uh back in downsville and then you have uh they'll do a they they do a, a a summertime shootout it's a one-day bay. It's just a two-dog event, and uh, they kind of do it like a team roping. They, uh, uh, you pick a partner and you draw a partner. So uh, it's kind of like uh, 
you you'll get a lot of 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 of, of just uh, what's the what's the word? It's um, a lot of entries. I mean, yeah, you you get a lot of entries because you got people that are out there like saying, you know, there's people that want to run with, you know, they 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 might get a shot at running with Rango or Goose or. Oh, it's like uh, a random draw. Yeah, so so you get to pick your own partner. You get to pick your team. It's like a it's a high stakes six hundred dollar uh, entry. Uh, you pick you pick one partner and then you draw another. Uh, this year uh, they did it in July, and uh, Goose and Derail ended up winning it. Uh, but I, I picked Goose, and then we drew another partner, and my 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 draw partner actually called out just uh, you know sheer bad luck, but. Uh, we were looking good until then, and then uh, Goose and Derail won that. Man, that was oh one night baiting. I think I think it was about it was about a twenty thousand dollar night. Wow. So, well, I was going to ask yeah. that. You know, kind of what kind of pots you would win? Oh man, yeah. Uh, like like on, in July, that's a, that's that's the biggest single night event. You know, biggest money night, single night. However, like Winfield, like that week long deal. Oh man, I've. In 2020 was my best year in Winfield. Uh, Goose won the one dog. Crow got first and second in the two dog. Goose got fourth and fifth in the two dog. Goose ended up winning the high point and the best of the best behind that. And man, I I left out of there with a little over seventy thousand dollars. Dang. It was it was a it was a it was a pretty, uh, pretty profitable week. I'd say, I'd say. Yeah. Now, what what kind of entry is it? You know, for that. Uh, the, the back then it's a hundred dollars for the one dog, and I believe a hundred, hundred for the two dog. Or it might have been, it might have been eighty for the one dog and a hundred for the two dog. Uh, I mean, it's 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 affordable for anybody. And man, the, like 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 I said, the two dog we had close to four hundred entries. You know, you, you do the math on that, and you see how much money's in the pot, and uh, it pays out first through fifth. So yeah. you you put you put up a hundred bucks, you end up fifth place, and you get to come. You're, you're walking away with a couple thousand bucks. Yeah, that's that's a pretty sweet gig, Gary. Now, oh yeah. Uh, all right, so let's start at the beginning. As far as what, I guess is there rules? Let's go that route. Yeah, I mean. It, the way the way they uh, like a lot of people that's that's one of the biggest things I get on TikTok too as well is like how do they how are they scored how how are the dogs scored the dogs are just scored on mainly two criteria control and concentration so the dogs have to maintain eye contact at all times uh, and they have to maintain control and you know it doesn't mean that the hog can't break and run and they are stopping the hog, you know, whatever they have to, like, like there's, there's many ways, there's several different ways to stop the hog. You can grab him and let go, or you can cut him off, like, like herd the dog. Yeah. So, uh, but like, so things that would break the rules is like, say the hogs, some, some of the hogs will come out and they'll just be oblivious to the dog. They're not paying no mind. They'll just walk around and do what they want. If the dogs don't do anything to stop them, then they're going to get it done. Uh, if a dog gets bored and looks back at its owner or looks around and looks up at the crowd, looks anywhere, he looks anywhere other than the hog, that's a deduction. Uh, you know, you obviously you can't pee or poop in the pen. They don't want you defecating in the pen. Uh, things like that. Uh, 
you know, sometimes the hogs will run at the dogs and the dogs will run and turn turn around, turn a circle. That's a deduction. They got to uh, that. And that's what makes Goose so special. He doesn't typically turn out. Like if a hog runs at him, he'll just step to the side or he'll show them, show them like he's, he'll stay in front of them. And if they keep coming, then he'll just stop and and then as he's letting them go by, he'll grab them and spin them right back around and face them. So he does those things, and that's what, that's kind of what the, I mean, he does, he does a few things that you just don't see other dogs doing. And if you do see somebody do it, you just don't see them do it very often. Like, you know, I've seen a couple other dogs do the same move that he's kind of made famous, but he may do that six times in one run where you might watch another dog run six or seven times and you, you might see him do it once. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's about control, concentration, and uh, maintaining control. Now, it, the they're hog. deducted if they're not at all times making eye contact with the hog, correct? Yeah, they, they can't look away. Uh, what if I mean, they if spin all the way around? Like, if their head is off that hog for one second, like, while they're spinning. That's, that's, yeah, that's a deduction. Okay. So they gotta if now they if want the to hog, turn, they gotta the turn back. To, if the hog was to hit them and flip them up in the air or something like that, and they lost eye contact, that's not a deduction. But if they choose on their own, if the dog chooses to lose eye contact without the hog, you know, touching. Now, I mean, sometimes a dog will slip down and lose eye contact. Well, that's still a deduction. You know, you gotta, it, you know, the hog didn't cause you to lose eye contact. That's, Yo. I, I'm I'm extremely fascinated with this, and I, I'm asking a lot of questions that I already know the answers to, just because other people are not going to know these answers. But you, I've heard you say that you talk you talk to your dogs during the run, so you can you have certain words or gestures that you do that. Yeah, and 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 most of that, I mean, most of that is voice inflection. Uh, you know, a dog don't always know exactly what you're saying, but he knows the tone of your voice. And so, and that's the main thing, you know, when a hog's getting after him, you get loud, and uh, it'll, it'll sure make you key up on the hog, you know. Uh, doesn't always work, but uh, for the good ones, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll really key up whenever you get after them, you know. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, during those long, thrown out bays, like I'll be in an eight minute bay off and that hog would just go dead still and he, I mean the hog would just back up in the corner and not move people don't realize how difficult that can be to bay and get a perfect score on because those dogs getting bored too you know they just stand there barking at him yeah. like hey like this looker ain't doing nothing like we, we just gonna stand here and bark at him or y'all gonna come get him you know no, and, no. Uh, a lot of in that situation, if a dog, if a hog is backed into a corner and a dog's is barking right there at him, as long as he stays active, I mean that's a good thing. Yeah, as long, I mean, as, long as that dog maintains eye contact throughout that babe, he's going to get a perfect score. Those are, you know, for for some of the, the great dogs, those are your easy runs because you know some of these hogs will make you work. I mean, from from the time you from the time they turn him out to the time it's over. Your dog's having to work nonstop. The more your dog has to work, obviously, the more opportunities he's going to have to make a mistake, like turning out, spinning around, and stuff like that. So, 
I mean, ideally, yeah, you want to draw one that sits still, you know. Uh, you, you want him to make, you want your dogs to make him sit still. However, some hogs just aren't walking, and uh, they'll 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 come they'll come meet you in the middle. You get your dogs got to work, and that's kind of what has separated you know the top three percent of dogs, the ones that can still get a perfect score on those hogs that make you work. We got quite a few of them that can bathe for six minutes and not look out. You know, they can just sit there working. But we have very, very few dogs can handle that hog that comes to beat them in the middle and the hogs that run down the wall and don't want to pay attention. Because you gotta stop that hog and then sometimes stopping the hog, you gotta pay a, your dog's gonna pay the price for stopping. And that that means he can get wrecked or, you know, flipped up in the air, knocked down, whatever the case may be. But uh those are the ones that are those those are difficult. Those are your difficult rounds. And the dogs that can get through those rounds, eventually they're going to draw the good one, you know, and it's going to make it you know. Then it makes it easy on. So every now and then it's nice to draw that, get through that one round, you know, where it's easy. Yeah. Now, I got so many questions I want to ask. I'm trying to figure out the order I want to ask them in. I want to talk. I guess. Well, we're talking about hogs. These are big hogs. How big a hog do you normally bay? Oh, two. We don't bay anything under about 220 pounds. Uh, some of them are up to 400 pounds. But 220, I'd say 220 to 280 are your average. Every now and then you'll get one up to about 300, 330. And uh, your two dog hogs, there's probably, you know, they're, they're from probably around 280 to 330. And then... Every now and then you'll get a big 400 pound one, but not not very often. And these um, these hogs are pretty rank, ain't they? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of people think we we just dog these. You know, like I, I hear a lot of you get a lot of criticism from from guys that hunt in the woods because they don't they don't know what we do. Uh, you know, everybody that has a pin dog also has woods dogs that they hunt with too. But not everybody that has a woods dog has competition pin dogs. I mean, we're we. We're probably three percent of the population, you know, overall, you know. But so a lot of a lot of guys that don't know, they think, oh, we just got these pin raised hogs. Man, these hogs were caught in the woods, usually trap caught. Some of them have never seen a dog in their life, don't even know what one looks like until we turn him out in that pen. Yeah, they're 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 nasty. Well, uh, well I heard you say on another podcast that, I mean, they're they know how to fight a dog whereas normally in the woods yeah. that's the first dog for the most part that them hogs has probably seen so they're kind of yeah they don't know the tricks well, and tips to get a dog caught up that's that that's correct um uh, some of these hogs that have been that you know like i said we got some that's been there a while they're just really smart their dogs smart and uh those are the ones you don't want to draw it's to me i like i can draw that fresh one because he just he don't know the things to do to trap my dog my dog's smarter than him. He's seen, my dog has seen hundreds of hogs, and he's never seen one under 220 pounds. So <laughs> He's allowed to go grab up a 50, 60 pounder. Yeah, I mean, like, when, when I get those comments, like, oh, he wouldn't make it a day in the woods, I'm like, how can you honestly say that? Like, do you, I, I've hunted, I've hog hunted from the, I don't, I don't hog hunt as much now as what I used to, but when I was younger, I was mad at them hogs. I hunted every weekend, if not for, for years, on end. And 
I can't. I can probably count on one hand how many times I caught a hog over 200 pounds. So I mean, like most of my hogs were anywhere from 100 to 150 pounds. And that's a and big hog in the well. Yeah, I mean it was. I, I thought it was. I mean, shoot, I was having a good time catching. <laughs> but I, I mean, for for them to say like like, I mean he he's gonna he would do just fine in the woods. I, I'll yeah. say that he would do absolutely just fine. Will we ever find that out? No, no. Yeah. I'm not going to take a dog that I'm winning $300,000 a year doing what I love to do and go hunt that dog. For what? To prove a point to some hillbilly that don't have a clue as to what I'm doing? <laughs> Amen. You know, I mean, I, I love hog, hog hunting and I love a good wood stuff. I admire them all to death. The last thing you're going to hear me doing is hating on somebody's woods dogs. But sometimes after reading a, a mess of comments, I'm like, I want to just get on one of them hog hunting, you know, one of them guys that's hunting page, and every time his dog looks out while he's baying the dang hog in the woods, he's like, that sucker never make it in the pen. He wouldn't win you a dollar. You know? Like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know, nobody cares. Uh, and that, you know, that's not what he's, that's not what he's there to do, you know. I know, I know that dog. I mean, every, let, let me just say, I mean, everybody that I know that hog hunts, has a good wood stuff. Like everybody's yep. got. I, I mean, I, I I got a buddy of mine over in Louisiana. He's got seven dogs he can put on the ground, and any one of them go find you a hog. My other buddy here in Orange, he's got three or four of them. That if he drops on the ground, they're gonna go find a hog. You know, I, I know a pile of people with good wood stuffs. I don't know very many people that can go out there and bay an eight minute perfect score. Yeah. Now, I, 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 can, I, can, I can't even count on one hand how many dogs can do that right now. Let me ask this question. Does anybody take their pen dogs and put them in the woods? Do you know anybody that actually does that? There, there's a few, but they're not They're not dogs that are – they go and compete in the pen. I mean, there's one thing to say, call him a pen dog. I mean, just because he can go out and buy a perfect score and get you to the second round doesn't – doesn't mean he's going to win you any money. I didn't know if there was some dogs that could do both decent, you know. There's, there's, not, a, there's not a dog in the top ten that hunts. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that, that, they can, that they definitely not consistently hunt. Okay. I mean, I know, I, know, I, know, I know one or two that have hunted, you know, and I can't, I, I, they don't hunt anymore, you know. Do, uh, do, once, do, once, they, once they start winning a lot of, once they start Winning the real money, their, their job is their 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 days in the woods are done. You know they're they're not gonna they're not gonna go run like I the the goose's mama was a wood dog, uh, but when she started banning perfect scores, her days of hunting that was it. Like she's she ain't hunting. Yeah, she was she go out and bay you a four six minute perfect. Okay, I mean that you, you you ain't gonna find many dogs that can do that. So. Let me ask this. Does most dogs start off in the woods and they really show you something that looks good so people try them in a pen and, and then work them like that, or do they start off as pen dogs? Most most in, in what we do, they all start. Everybody's breeding like they're good pen dogs to their good pen dogs. And what ends up happening is, is when they show you something like that they – like if they go, they have a bad lookout. Uh, they're just a nine-nine dog. They're not going to win you any money. Then they bring those to start hunting. So typically, our our pen culls are our wood dogs. Okay. And 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 most of them, man, it ta- it would take a. I mean, 
not many dogs that are game driven are going to ignore the senses of their nose, you know? So yeah. for people to say that these pin dogs can't make it in the woods is absurd. They could, they're, they're great, they're great woods dogs because mainly they can control a hog better than most of the good, the dogs that have great noses, you know? I'm not saying that they're going to go out and hunt, uh, a mile out and no hog sign, you know, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but if you hog hunt and you you have good, you have hogs around you, you know, you put them on the ground and give them a, a, a six, 800 yards, they're going to, if they, if they cross the track that's hot, they're going to go find the hog. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I my, my dog, fanboy, he's Goose's full brother. Um, he was, he was, you know, doing real good in the pen. He was still real young. And uh, a bunch of my buddies were going hunting. I just grabbed him and loaded him up. I said, I bet he'll go hunt. And their dogs rolled out. They were probably 800, like, by the time. They, they were together at about 600 yards. And then after that, their them dogs, they had a lot of hound in them. They kept on rolling. And mine had peeled off. He went about 600 yards to the, to the west. They were still headed north. And then he started coming back. And I was like, well, I guess he, you know, he just wasn't going he, he ain't that kind of dog, you know. He wasn't gonna roll out like that. As he's on his on his way back, I hear the the woods crashing, and the next thing you know, I look up and there's about a hundred pound hog running, and he is right behind an eight made of sound. He is he is wide open, and the next thing you know, we cross the little canal, and him and another uh, uh, he ran basically the hog ran right back to us, and some buddies had had other dogs in their box. And they, they cut them loose as they saw the hog, and we ended up catching that hog. But my dog was on that. He peeled off. So them hounds, they're like a track dog. They're going to yeah. take one track, and they're going to finish that one track. Mm-hmm. As to where he's he's with you, but he's like, hey, there's something way hotter over here. He peels off and goes and gets the hog close to I mean, I say it might have been luck, man. He might have just run up on that sucker. I don't know. But I, but I, but I do know this. He's, he's going to be Goose's partner at the next band in October, and he's found one in the woods. Yeah. On his first trip. First trip he ever went, he found a hog. So, <laughs> so, I, I feel like if you put these, if you expose these dogs different, they're going to be, they're going to be great at whatever they do. So, I guess one of the things that fascinated me is most people on the, that listen to this podcast hunt one sort of trained dog or the other. So, it's either a hound or a cur. Uh, but goose is a cur, correct? Yeah, he's a Catahoula cur dog. Okay. Do you mind telling us kind of how he's built, size wise, and all? He's he's about a he's just under sixty pounds. He he, he fluctuates about between fifty five and fifty seven pounds, and uh, he uh, he's I mean he's a very muscular, got big front shoulders, big deep chest. Um, I mean, he's not like, uh, I don't know, you can see the pictures of him on Facebook. Uh, well, tell us where you can Facebook. find the pictures of him. Uh, uh, just, by, just You get on Facebook and you type in Goose, uh, there'll be a picture of me kneeling down, petting him, he's a black and white dog. Uh, TikTok, anywhere. You, you'll, you can kind of get a, if you go to TikTok, he's Goose 3X. It's Goose XXX official. Uh, that's his TikTok page. Um, he's a good sized dog. He's, I mean, I've seen bigger dogs in the pen, 
I've seen much smaller dogs. I'd say he's just a good medium-sized dog, uh, but he's got you know, he's got lungs, and uh, you know the, the the he separates himself on Sunday. I mean his his conditioning is just second to none. Like I've never seen, I have not found the breaking point of watching him just gas out. He's never, I've never, I've never got that far. I've seen many, many dogs gas out, get tired, and go to making mistakes. Uh, he's never done that. I, he has a, he has a motor on. Him. Uh, I, you know, very, and, and it's not like I go out and condition this dog and over and, and, and train him each and every week to get to get that. That's who he is naturally. He is got a natural motor. Some some dogs just start off with a better gas tank. He's one of the. Well, that's one of the things I was wanting to ask is, do you train him uh, during the week to do this, or is this just natural? Uh, he does not see hogs uh, until he's in competition. Now, I have I do swimming. I exercise him while swimming. Uh, and not a lot, man. It's not, it's, you know, I do keep him on like a 20-foot chain during the day, and uh, he, he, he kind of keeps Self in shape on that chain a little bit, and uh, then I'll take him, put him in the, uh, I put him in the pond. I got a trolley system. I run him out, and uh, I'll swim him, uh, you know, here and there. Not, not, not near as much as what you would think I would, but I, I, I as a matter of fact, I got a bait in October, and he has to swim. As a matter of fact, he has to swim at all this year. The pond was so hot, my buddy Mark Hayes. Uh, he wanted to see how my system works, so he comes to the house, and uh, I rolled him out in that pond. And Mark, man, he, he doesn't know him. He's crazy. He ran and jumped in that. He, he stripped down his whitey tights. He jumps in the pond, uh, and, and, and he's like, man, this water's hot. You get that dog out of here. But, yeah, <laughs> we had a real dry spell with no rain for a long time, and water was pretty hot. So I haven't been conditioning him at all, really, just – uh, I need to. He, he's a bit overweight right now. Uh, we've had a lot of lightning storms, and when it's when it's raining and lightning, now he comes in the house. I'm, uh, I'm just scared something bad's gonna happen with that lightning. <laughs> well, on one of our podcasts, we actually talk about dog insurance, so that might be something you might be interested in looking into. You ain't here lying. The only insurance plan I got right now is I got straws off of him, and uh, I got some skin cells collected. In case I got a cloning one day. <laughs> so, so you, so you did get him pulled. Yes, sir. He's pulled. He's got. I got a. I got a. I got two banks. One, one bank is full with a hundred straws, and uh, his second bank has got thirty-six in it. Uh, I'm gonna try to live cover him until. And I, and I have not bred this dog. I, you know, people have asked me, well, what's he produced? You know, like. Uh, like that matters more than what he's won, but uh, like he's got one puppy on the ground. That's it. And that one puppy he has on the ground, he will be baying in October. He's uh, he's about 10, 11 months old right now, and he's looking pretty good, looking pretty promising. So, so are you going to just keep it in house, or are you going to breed to the public? Man, I, I breed. Uh, I breed to anybody. Uh, I have a I have a twenty five hundred dollar stud fee on goose. Um, you know, some of these people that have good competition dogs that are good well bred dogs, 
we, we might work something out a little different, you know. Uh, I, I bred him to actually two dogs and didn't charge a stud fee because I was needing some puppies. And I don't have I don't have any chips that are not so closely related to him that I can breed him to, you know. So I was, you know, I've been in the kind of in the hunt for doing some outside breeding as as of, even as of today because of you know because of that I. Uh, I, I had Goose's mom and I had Goose's daddy, and I bred them every time he come in, you know, trying to recreate, you know, uh, that dog. And, uh, I don't know if you're interested in it, but we have a podcast on here with a guy that breeds feists. Actually, from your area, he's from Louisiana down there, but which is closer than you than me. But anyways, he line breeds. And he said that's the only way he could find to get what he wanted. Half sister, half brother, uh, daddy daughter. I mean, yeah. he was breeding and he has had a lot of success doing that. Now, you know, depends on what you want to. But anyways, his name's Jody Mullins. He breeds a lot of dogs and a lot of these guys do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Line breeding is what we're, we're, we're all doing the same thing. I mean, I bred daddy daughter. If I've already like, but I don't. What I what I have is, I don't have is like full sisters. I, I I mean I don't have half sisters to goose. I have full sisters, and the only thing I bred daddy daughter to was goose's littermate sister. So I couldn't go right back. Like, like it, that would be. I'm not saying I could. I guess I could, but I feel like I'm uh I'm uh, you know breeding brother to sister. Yeah. Full brother, full sister. Full close. You're kind of you're kind of you're kind of playing with fire there. And uh, now I could breed him to his mama. Now, now see, Goose's daddy passed away here, you know, back in May. Uh, uh, well, no, not back in May. When was that? It, I mean, it's been a few months ago he passed away. Uh, so I lost Crow. I lost uh, two-time best of the best world, uh, best of the best champion in the world, Perjury. Uh, and uh, I lost Smokey, which Smokey was retired. I mean, he, he was retired. And then I then – I also lost my my best my, my I lost all my partners. As a matter of fact, this year it's been a lot of adversity. Uh, you know, one guy went out and spent a hundred. He, he he offered me a hundred sixty thousand dollars to buy a goose, and I told him no. So he went and spent a hundred twenty thousand dollars on goose's partners. To uh, he, you know, I figured the best way to kill the king is to to get his best men. So uh, he he went he went for the jugular on that. Hey, I mean that's. That's part of it too, man. I can't fault him for for doing that. I mean, that's you know part of that's part of the game, I guess. So, but he done it to bring down the king, and uh, it backfired. I've got I went and got another partner. We won the two dollar shootout. So. Okay, so uh, let let me ask this question. While we're talking about breeding these dogs, are y'all? I guess where am I going with this? Do y'all look for a certain line of dogs and keep breeding to them? Or if they're just good pen dogs, you breed them to the good pen dogs. Most, most everything you see is really no secret. Uh, Otis Weems, he, he just passed away here about a month ago. He had been breeding dogs, uh, hunting dogs, pen dogs. And he was really, really good at it. I don't know everything that that man did. But I do know that he, his line of dogs have, for me, have worked out. Uh, uh, Goose is out of uh, 
Curly and uh, a dog named BB. BB was uh, was owned by John Harrison, which actually Otis owned the dog. He sold it to John uh, when he got out of the when he got out of the, the, the you know he got he got up in age and health was declining and he sold all of his dogs. And John bought BB. BB won the one dog and multiple two dogs. And Curly was a multi you know two time of world's best of the best high point dog. Uh, real good dog. So that's the parent. That's the grandparents to Goose. And then, of course, the Wings Wings line has been probably the most dominant line in our competition. And not only that, but they hunt too. They they really do exceptional in the woods as well. I, I've never seen a more versatile dog than those dogs. Uh, but can you hear me? Yes, sir. I lost you there I for a minute. Yeah, you might lose me again, but I'm almost home. Yeah. And it's going to, uh, when I get there, I got a Wi-Fi signal, so you won't lose me again. I got you. So so you said that that man sold out because he got older, and his line of dogs yeah. seemed to be what helped work the best. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're the most versatile dog, in my opinion, for, exact, for especially for what we do. But everyone I've ever had that, that's left my house that went to hunting homes, just the people that wanted to hunt, I have never had one come back. Never had one come back. Now, have how did you get into this? Well, I, a lot of people don't realize this. Me and Jake Loicano, who owns TallBand.com, we trained and did jiu-jitsu together. And uh, we were both MMA fighters uh, in our, you know, when we were in our early 20s. Well, he always had competition pin dogs, and I always hunted. And I, I would always pack up and go hunting with Jake. And then, uh, you know, one day he's like, hey, man. I lost you. I lost you at the part where you said that y'all was MMA fighting and he was training pen dogs and you was hunting. So you'd load up and go with him. Yeah. I, 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 I was always, hunt- he had hunting dogs too. But one day I loaded up and went to one of them bay pen competitions. Cause he's talking about, he's like, man, they got Calcutta's there. You can win your little money. You know, you can go and buy some Calcutta's and stuff like that. And I said, well, shoot, I'm going to do that. Well, little did he know I was going there and I was going to buy his Calcutta's. Because he's been the one winning all the time, you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know nobody else's dog. So I bought some of his cow cubs, won some money. And then uh, he ended up buying a pen in Village Mills. And uh, he put on his own event. And I went there just to play the cow cutter. And uh, I kept, you know, I did that. But so so obviously I had some, some money invested in it. So I was watching the dogs. And I just, man, I, I like to watch a dog work. I really just appreciate any dog that does his job well. If I went duck hunting, I could just sit in the duck blind and let everybody else shoot just so I could watch the dog. I couldn't have said it better myself. I love it. Yeah. And that's, that's, I I don't like it. Like I said, I I love watching the dogs work. And, uh, you know, at first you kind of looking and, and, and it's like, just looks like, all right, two dogs just barking at a hog, you know? But then when you see one of them hogs that come out and makes it makes the dogs work for it and you see how well they can work, you can really just appreciate the talent that these dogs have. And that's kind of what, you know, got me started. I was 
just playing Calcutta's. And then I was like, man, I need to get a dog. I got to do this, you know. It's just kind of like how it is when you go hog hunting for the first time. You know, you go out there with your buddy's dogs, and he's they go out there, and, and, and the first time you run into a bay and you leg a dog and leg a hog and flip him and tie him, it's like, man, I got – then you next thing you know, you're out shopping for dogs. You know, <laughs> you want to get your own dogs to do the same thing that they're doing. So – it kind of started that way. I, I, I just started going and watching, and then uh, I bought a couple dogs, and uh, I met John Harrison. He owned – he used to dominate Uncle Earl's, you know, and uh, I really just enjoyed watching how his dogs work. And I ended up buying a couple dogs from him, and that's where Goose comes from. I bred them two dogs. And I, well, I bred – actually, it wasn't – the mama wasn't one of John's dogs, but – CJ was the was the daddy, bred them two dogs, and then the next thing you know, uh, this phenom emerges, and uh, they call him Goose. You know, he's a three-time world champion right now. No dogs even won it back-to-back. -back. There's only been one other dog that's won two world championships. His name's Gator. But Goose won them back-to-back. -back. He's actually won three straight. In the lead right now, going into the last show, if he holds on, it'll be four consecutive world championships and man to, to a lot of people that may not sound like much but the reason why it's not done back to back the reasons why you don't have many other multi-champion world champion dogs is because of the, the the beatings these dogs have to take in order to win just one is usually enough to cause a mistake where they're not near as dominant, you know, for the next years coming up. And I, that's why I said I don't, I haven't found any weakness. Everybody, you know, if I, if you listen to anybody talk about competition bay dogs, they're going to tell you, oh man, every one of them's got a, got a weakness somewhere. I like for them to tell me where, where Goose's weakness is because I haven't seen it yet. So, so I guess throughout the year, how many dogs do you think are in one of these competitions? I mean, that compete for the world title. There's relatively about 600 and something entries at every show. And some of these are two dog events. So, I mean, it, if you count just the dogs, individual dogs themselves, uh, I bet there's, man, that, that'd be hard to, hard number to, I mean, I bet there's more than a thousand. A lot. Well, well, more than a thousand dogs that, that yeah. sh you know, different dogs that show up and compete at you know at different venues. There's thousands. Yeah. Now, so is there any way that you train a dog in this sport, or is it just more or less if it's got it, it's got it? Well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm not going to say there's. It's not zero. Obviously, there's some training, but. It's, I wouldn't necessarily just call it training because you can't teach that dog to stare and you can't teach that dog to not spin a turn, turn away from the hog. But you can expose that dog correctly, which is basically kind of like if you were training a bucking bull, you want to try to build his confidence. Yeah. You got to kind of do, you, you do the same thing. You, you can't go out there when they're, you know, four, five, six months old and put them on a hog that can hurt them. Because you'll ruin them, you know. They're not, they're not mentally capable of handling a hog like that, and you're setting that dog up to lose. So you know you you're just not going to get 
you, you can't get anything out of a dog doing him that way. But you expose him the right way. And that don't mean that he's going to be perfect. It don't mean he's going to make it. But you at least give you at least giving the dog the opportunity to make it. If you expose him the right way, he's going to choose his job, whether he can do this or not. Yeah. And they, the ones that can't, we go and then we then we try them in the woods. Is there anybody that I guess has like a practice pen? That, oh yeah. That do, but you don't. You don't. Your dog is this. He he sees well, them at competition. Yeah, I have, but I still have a practice pen here for for my puppies. Goose don't see. He's not. And they, when they're baying, when they're doing it right, when they're doing their job right, practice is over. You just keep them in shape. You just keep them in shape. Now, I've heard you actually say on the other podcast that hogs are different depending where you're at. Like, like I guess their demeanor. You said in Georgia well, they was different than I guess in Louisiana. Well, Georgia is kind of they're kind of they're kind of limited on options. So something happened with the state of Georgia, and they have to test these hogs for. Um, I think it's like they got they got some tests. I'm not sure exactly what they're testing for, but like whatever it is they're testing for, 90 percent of the hogs that you catch in the woods all have it. Uh, you know, you might find one out of three that that it would test clean. Every one of them have it, but they cannot. They're not they're not contagious unless they're sick. So if you don't take care of your hogs, yes, you could potentially expose a dog that could. To, to some sort of disease that could kill them. I want to say they call it pseudo rabies or something like that. Some like most most all hogs carry that they're, they're carriers of it, but unless they're a sick hog, they can't get your dog sick. So we have uh, so so the state of Georgia is they're, they're like they're they're locked under these guidelines. They they can't they can hardly even have a ban now. Like the, the bans have disappeared in Georgia. But the hogs over there that they had to test it clean, so they get a hog test clean, they just they got to keep it because they don't have any other options. Some of these hogs might only weigh 140, 150 pounds. Well, I can't bait my dogs over there. They're, they're going to get too, way too rough with a hog that's small. They're used to seeing 220 to 300 pound hogs. So they're not going to be, you know, it's, it's not a place I can be successful. <laughs> yeah. Now, how close, I guess they can, I've seen they can grab them and hold them for, five seconds or yeah after five seconds they're disqualified if they hold on for longer than five seconds they're disqualified so so how i guess how close do these dogs try to get without grabbing like within a, a foot within a few inches well it, honestly it really just depends on the hog i'm baiting if that hog comes out and he's you could tell he's a bad hog goose may bay that sucker at three and a half to four foot if that hog's not showing anything like if goose reads that hog right off the bat and he realizes oh this hog's not going to be too bad he'll slide up in there and he'll bay six inches off his head and you know and, and usually put on a real good show because he'll bay real tight and the hog will feel pressured and the hog will come out and he'll get to dance with him you know so to speak he gets to that's when it's fun I, yeah. for me I, that, that's the those are those rounds that i enjoy watching um i, I that's i mean that's what i like I, what? I'm at a point. Now, yeah, I mean, he's at a point now where he's won enough for me. I, I just want to see him perform well. Yeah. Well, what drew me to it is I was stumbling through TikTok, and 
I'm like you. I like to if we're watching rabbit dogs, I want to see a rabbit dog do its job well. If we're, I, I'd run squirrel dogs and we hunt deer dogs, and I want to see a dog do a good job. Well, I saw this dog, which happened to be goose, in that pen, and man, he was dancing around that hog, and that hog was chasing him, and that hog yeah. could not get a hold to him. Big hog. Yeah. And I just, I was absolutely amazed. And I think that was before you got the last page took down. You had quite a few videos up and that sent me into a spiral on TikTok yeah. of looking for, for this dog that's called Goose. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and it is absolutely amazing to watch him. I mean, he's so athletic. It blows my mind. Yes, sir. And, Thank and, you. I- and he don't even look like he tries is what gets me. Yeah, and that's that's kind of um, I have a movie trailer that I made like I like I had it's it's a it's a it's kind of like a little highlight reel, but it's like a movie trailer. But I did a couple voiceovers, and you hear one guy say, you know, he's like he's like he 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 he, he floats around the arena like it's effortless, and I, I, he's just so cat footed is what I'd say. I mean, he's just he he is very very athletic, very agile, very light on his feet. And it's, yeah, I mean, he's literally the, that's the, that's the, you know, in this, in, in this, in this sport, he's the perfect dog. He's exactly yeah. what you want. He is, I, I, I could not be more proud of that dog than what I am. He's done so much, so, so surpassed all expectations I, I could have ever thought that a, that a dog could accomplish. Well, and I could see if they judged them on like, I don't guess I've looked over the rules or, or some of the, what they're judged on, but I didn't see anything that was in there on hustle. But if they judged him off of hustle, even though I know he's hustling, he don't yeah. look like he's hustling. So it would probably hurt him <laughs> in all because yeah. he don't look like he's having to try. He, he looks like an NFL player playing with a bunch of peewee football players. Yeah. So I've heard somebody use the analogy. He's a man amongst boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean exactly, and it's a good thing that they don't judge him off of what it looks like effort because even though he's putting forth effort, man, oh, yeah. it, it's amazing to watch him dance around that hole. So, yeah, uh, that's 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 what's made him. You know, that's what's kind of brought the attention to him is because I I've captured all those moments. I've got every run on a video since the time he was five months old. Well, do you have anything on YouTube or anything like that that people could see? I do have some YouTube videos. I don't post a lot to YouTube. Most of, most a lot of my stuff is on Facebook. Uh, I've got just I mean I've got piles and piles. You can watch hours of video footage on Facebook because those don't typically get banned. <clears throat> now are those under Goose or are those under your name? What what are it's those under Goose? Goose has his own page. And and you said TikTok was X. Uh, yeah, it's Goose. XXX official on TikTok. I got to I got to make up new names every time he gets Yeah, banned, this so. is what the third or fourth time you've been knocked off. Of oh, no, it's been way more than 3 or 4. Oh, wow. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's how TikTok many, is such a soft I, I, it, it's aggravating. How many earlier did you tell me views you had on a video? I had a 5.5 million I got in, in a week on one of Goose's videos. Some of his Facebook He's got several that's got like one of them's got two point eight million on Facebook, and wow. there's some others that's got a couple million. But most of the face the Facebook, it take I don't know what it is. It don't it don't always get huge right off the bat on Facebook. Like it's 
like TikTok does. That's one. That's the reason why I like the platform. It does do better as far yeah. as get cat views and an audience. Well, <laughs> people have to specifically be looking for goose, whereas on TikTok, like I ain't never heard of goose. Actually, to be honest, a hundred percent honest, I didn't even know that there was a, such a thing as a hog bay pen. I know people that hog hunt with dogs, but right? Like if you're not in that community, you don't know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like man this dog's awesome i need to look at more videos of this because of a random video suggestion so that's that and that's that was that was the goal that i had man i, I set out i was like man I, I want this dog i mean like i seen that the talent he had and i was like i want everybody in the world to know him i want him to be the michael jordan of his sport you know? yeah uh, and on and tiktok you had a bunch of followers on one of your pages how many did you say you had Two. I had 220,000 and it got banned. And then I had, you know, like I said, that was where I had that one video that went like 5.5 million in a week. And, uh, it's, it's been banned. I've, I've had this new one up for about a week and it's up to about 5,000 followers now. So, um, but I've already been like warned. I'm like, I'm under a, a, a 10 day ban right now. I can't post for another 10 days or comment <laughs> or do anything because, uh, yeah. you know, one, some 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 Karen probably decided that we were you know they, they think we're being mean. Yeah. What they don't realize is, man, these hogs were rescued off of crop farms. They were going to be shot out of helicopters. They were going to be left in a field rotten to die. Now they've been. Now they're basically they're they're living out their lives on a hundred acre hog sanctuary where they have plenty of food. They they get antibiotics. They get wormed when they, they're treated like livestock, just like cows. And they're treated. They're, and they're disqualified if they hold on to them for five seconds. Exactly. It, most of these dogs don't hold on for three seconds. I think we went through, we went through like a whole year where we didn't have more. We, we you could count on one hand how many cats we had. The dogs aren't catching. They're bred to not catch. We're not hurting these animals at all. It, it's it, it's so, <laughs> you know. But it doesn't matter. That's not the narrative that they want to sell. So they're not. It doesn't matter what I say or what I tell them. They don't care. The narr- they make up their own narrative as to what they want it to be, and they're 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 going to go out and say this is a blood sport and we're fighting hog against dog. Nobody's fighting. It's, it's the objective is to not touch the hog. You know, yeah. To do to, to do as little as you know as necessary, but as as much as necessary and as little as possible. So that's that's the goal. So when you're talking about breed, you said earlier you're talking about breeding these dogs for um. Uh, what like what traits are you looking for? Athletic ability? Really, no. Uh, believe it or not, I like I, you. I like to watch like when you watch the dogs that when they bathe the setup hog, you want a dog that plants his feet, that holds his ground, and doesn't sit there and swing and move a lot. Um, I like breeding to those kind of dogs, which I like. Also, I look at the pedigree. Now, I mean, I I, I want to know who mom and daddy are, but more importantly, I want a dog to plant his feet in the ground and just keep his eyes glued on that hog. And if they can do that for six minutes, I feel like they're worthy of breeding because it takes it takes a unique dog to, to sit there and stare at one too, you know, and not get bored. He's got a lot of prey drive. If he can stare at that hog and not get bored and look around. Um, those dogs do better too because in like two dog events, you know, they're not running into their partners, you know, causing a, a problem for the, one of their partners. So, I want a dog to put put his both feet in the ground and stand on his side, and be confident. Uh, 
I feel like those dogs that move around a lot, it's usually a insecurity thing. It's a, and, and not all of it's insecure. It could be something in their paradigm. You know, something may have happened to them. Yeah. And that now, you know, like an object in motion, is, 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 it's harder to hit something that's constantly moving. Yeah. So that a lot of dogs do that. I'm not saying it don't work. It, it ain't something I like to see. I want to see them stand on their side, hold their ground, and be confident. Hey guys, we would like to take this time to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrications for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, and aluminum toolboxes, which are all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market while maintaining a top quality product. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana, and you can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or on their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. So if you are in need of a product or a service, please check them out. So my mind's just running in all different directions, but right now, while we're talking about breeding, so the first question I've got is, do you only breed bay, good bay pen dogs to other good bay pen dogs? Or do you sometimes be like, you know what, that bloodline's worked in the past and there's a brood jip here, let's breed her. Um, it would just have to be circumstantial. Uh, Goose's, the, the puppy I have off a of goose is bred to a straight woods dog. It's a yellow dog. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like, I'm not breed specific. I mean, I, if it, if it, if, if that sucker can be purple with pink spots, if it can be a 10, I like it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I bred goose to a yellow black mouth cur. It was a really good woods dog. She was a, she's a wind dog. She can, she used her nose really well. And she was a, just a good sized dog. I bred her. Uh, but what, what out of her did you see that you wanted? Because you said she's a wood dog, but. At the time, it was just it was a uterus. That's what I needed. But oh. I did, I did, I, I, I do, I did want to put some some dogs out of goose that I knew was out of a good woods dog on the ground and uh, show that these dogs could hunt too. It was kind of I, I kind of had yeah. a little mixed a mixed goal there. Yeah, wanted you wanted to prove wanted, that that they can be woods dogs also. Oh yeah, and this dog that the puppy that I got out there at four months old, I about lost him because. He hit the ground. He he got on the track, and was, it was it took me like six hours to find where that dog. The collar the collar went dead. You know, it was one of those deals where oh, everything went wrong. Yeah, and I ended up staying out there till. You know, it was supposed to be just one of those. We're just gonna cast the dog and <laughs> be back in two hours. And honey, it's I'm sorry the sun's coming up, but we still out here looking for that dog. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Now this next question. Puppies in a pen, you you breed or or just say some Joe Blow goes and wants to buy a puppy, gets a puppy at a too good pen dog. Mm-hmm. Would is there certain characteristics? Because in my mind, it's a pretty confrontational sport. So is there certain? I mean, not necessarily dog to dog, but a shy puppy in my mind is not going to want to run up on a three hundred pound hog if. It, for the most part. Well, it depends on what he's shy to. 
So, but you know, okay, is he shot if, at you or is he shot at a hawk? Well, <laughs> you're obviously not going to know that when you're picking them out. But is there certain characteristics or things that they're doing in a pen that, like, are you wanting the puppy that's knocking the rest of them off the food bowl? Are you wanting the one that's just all over the place, athletic? Is there something that you're looking for? That- well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how I've 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 kind of come to some conclusions, but over just some experience. That I, doesn't make me right. Doesn't make me. Doesn't make somebody else right. But yeah, we're getting Randy's secrets out here, guys. So pay attention. <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen some of the I've seen some really good puppies come. And they're the ones that are, like you said, they're they're growling at the food bowl. They're knocking all the other dogs off. They're the most aggressive. I have seen that work probably more often than the dogs that are not. I'm going to tell you, Goose didn't want to fight. He, I could box him with anything. He don't care to fight. I, I feel like a dog that has confidence. You might not see it, you know, because he doesn't have to go and knock you off the food bowl. But he's confident. Yeah. He has got uh, – he is the most – he is very confident. He can he I can let him loose and he can come around a group of people and he is very confident dog in every aspect of life, no matter what it is. He doesn't feel the need to fight another dog. Kind of like like the analogy of a guy in a bar, you know, the guy that's out there looking for a fight all the time, he probably ain't the baddest guy there. Yeah. The silent you one know? in the corner. Yeah, it's the guy that, that's confident that knows he ain't gotta act like that. And then, He's like, you know, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. But if you, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that Goose, ain't, he's, he will fight if something, you know, bows up on him. He would, but he's not. I, I, I mean, there was a time when I, and, and Crow was the same way. Crow didn't care to fight. There was a time when I was leaving a hall band late and I'm loading dogs and my old lady's loading dogs and we're sitting around. And the next thing you know, I get back to the house and I open the box and I'm like, what Goose? And everybody's like, like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, where's my dog? Where's Goose? Where's Goose? You know? And then, uh, of course, he was accidentally loaded with crow. And them two dogs were just cuddled up, laid up. <laughs> it's just a, like nobody. Like, oh. Normally, most of these dogs are, are they, they do will get a little, especially when you put two alphas together. Yeah. You would think for it'd be disastrous. But, and them dogs were so confident in what they did. They didn't. Well, they didn't care about that. Th- them dogs knew each other well too because they grew up. They living at the same spot. But do y'all have? Yeah, but a- they weren't raised together. I mean, Crow came. I didn't get Crow till he was about an eight year old dog. I didn't raise Crow. I bought him. He was about eight, seven, eight years old. And Goose, I raised from a puppy. But uh, I mean, you know, I don't. Th- I really don't think that had anything to do with it. I feel like those two dogs were just, just adamantly confident, and they didn't feel the need to do all of it. but but is it a uh, is it a problem with most dogs because it it is more of a, a alpha male or I, I guess it could be alpha yeah, female but I, I mean i think i think majority speaking you're probably like if you go out and, and that, i think that's going to be a harder trick to find out when they're puppies so you're not going to be able to go out and pick out a puppy <laughs> you know that's you know it, i mean more than more times than most it's the one knocking the dog off the food bowl yeah he's probably going to be better but I don't think you're ever going to get great out of that. Like, like great, greats, the greats worst enemy is good. Yeah. There's, well, a, there's a lot of good dogs, well, but there's there are very few great ones. I guess where I was going with that is, is if you're standing there, I guess with dogs on the lead next to each other, I don't know how y'all station like on deck or whoever's finna go in the pen. If y'all are all just standing there with your dogs on the lead, but 
Is it ever a situation to where you get two dogs that's finna go in here and fight a hog? Man, it probably ain't that. And a 60 pound dog next to him's not near as scary as trying to fight a 300 pound hog. You'll have a problem with some alpha males trying to tangle up with each other. Yeah, we've got, we've got, I mean, we've had a few. It's not a, it's not a real common thing, but we, it's not like, I mean, with anything you do, you know, each year we probably have over 13,000 runs. We probably have less than five where we have a problem with the dog. Yeah. Jump another dog after. And it's, and, and it's always after the run's over, you know. The yeah. hog goes out, and the, now the next thing you know, the two dogs are in the pen together, and they're they're kind of they may go to checking each other out. One bows up, the other one don't back down, and the next thing you know, you got a fight on your hands. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it does happen. It's not a not a common thing, but it. I mean, you okay. know, we're not sta- we're not we're not out there staging dogs to fight. It, yeah, sometimes. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you put a room full of MMA fighters in a room together. At yeah. first, it might be cordial, but in a few minutes, yeah. it's probably not going to be because yeah. somebody's going to want to see who yeah, the so baddest person is in the room. Yeah, especially if there's alcohol involved. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I got so many questions. Al- uh, alcohol, alcohol, and women. Uh, well, yeah, and if you get uh, so, is there a bunch of people running females in these, or is it a mostly male sport? Oh uh, no, I mean we got. I mean, I, I think I would say majority are male. Because the and only and really the only reason it's not that the females don't perform, it's that if you run a series under points, you're not going to make it all year long without that jip coming in heat and ruining your plans. You know? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know those those kind of things are really the only thing I think that that divide, I mean we don't we have not had a female. I take that back. We have had one female world champion in the ABDR, but we've never had a female win the Showtime series, the the big series. You know, uh, it just, it's because of, and, and, you know, you got to, you know, it's hard for a female to be dominant, like a, like a good one dog and a good two dog. Uh, and those are actually two things that we don't see very often either. Even if, even today, like we don't have in the, in the top five right now, the top five in the standings, there ain't but two dogs that have scored points in one dog and two dog. Most of these dogs either do one or the other. They either one dog or they two dog. Why is that? I, I think it's just because it's so difficult. You know, in order to get a good one, uh, in order to get a great one dog, he's almost borderline a catch dog with another partner. So, you know, like uh, now, now when they get <clears throat> up there in age, sometimes that helps them out in, into the two dog events because they're, you know, they start slowing down. And, you know, like Gorilla, you know, he was owned by Channing Culliford. Gorilla was, is, has been a great one dog for probably the last three or four years. Well, now that he's up there around eight, nine years old, he's starting to two dog now. Uh, he hasn't won anything in the two dog, but it's not that he's a bad dog. He's a, he's a really good dog even in the two dog, but he's, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to win. Yeah. People don't realize how hard it is to compete at the level that we're competing at. It, it, it's, it's mind boggling. Like you, you can have the best in the world. Goose has been the best dog for four years. He don't, he, he's still batting about 400. You know, he wins about forty percent of the time of the events he's entered, wow. and that's that's because I mean that's I mean you got a lot of things. It's kind of like like rodeo, you know, like when a when a guy draws a calf that he might he might draw a bad calf and he don't win the rodeo that day, you know. Yeah. I mean, he might be the best roper there is, but oh, yeah. he draws he draws something that he that's just impossible, and those do happen. There are some of them hogs that are impossible to bait, you know, or, or you catch out on them or something like that may happen, but. So when you line when you when you're choosing 
another dog to go with your dog in a two dog competition. Is there certain things that you want that, like, are you matching poor, tra- if one dog has less of one absolutely. thing than another? Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the most important aspect of being, uh, having, a, having, you know, a good, uh, having an opportunity to win is how you actually pair your dogs. And I think the reason why uh, Goose has done as well as he has is because since he was 10 months old, he had great partners, you know, to, I I had great partners to put him with. I mean, he always, he never got a bad look, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to run with a second tier dog. He was running with top tier dogs since he was 10 months old. Now this is going to be an ignorant question for the people that know this, but like I said, there's a lot of us that this is new to what, what is something that one dog might be lacking of that another dog might, you know, well, I'll give you a pretty good example. If you watch the yellow black mouth cur that I bay with Goose in the videos, he is a soft dog. He sits back, he stands out of the way, and he barks. He's just a point collector. Goose goes in there and takes control of the hog and really bays the hog. And it's not that you always want that because there's going to be rounds where you draw something really, really nasty. And it really makes it hard on Goose. But you might have to, I mean, by sometimes by the time you get to that elimination round, you're already in the money, you know. So you pair that way. You're pairing that way to win, you know, more than anything. Because if you pair two rough dogs or two lead dogs together, what you're going to have is you may get too rough early on, catch out. As the event goes, your dogs will kind of, back up a little bit they kind of knock the rust you rock the rust off of them in the first few rounds and then over time they just kind of slow they back up they start respecting the hogs a little more and you got to run you know you pair i mean i i kind of change how i do it i'll run with cowboy and then i'll run with d-rail d-rail is more of a medium medium dog sometimes if goose gets hit or backed up d-rail will slide up there and take the lead as for cowboy never would if, if Goose gets hurt or not back, <laughs> he's just like, hey, man, we both came in here the same. You should have done what I've done. <laughs> he's going to leave. He, he'll leave you out to dry as to where the other dog, some dogs won't, you know. And But you also can – that can backfire on you too. Like I said, you can get too rough with a hog, and then you get deducted for being too rough. So right. you got to find that – got to find that happy medium, you know. Uh, and, it, and it's very difficult to do. Now – are y'all drawing hogs per group or is it they send one hog out there for seven groups and then shuffle new hog in there for the next seven groups? No, they have a, they have like a rotation. Uh, uh, like in Winfield, it'll be, there'll be eight hogs in one rotation. So eat, you know, so they'll, they'll run, they'll run like, so each hog will get four runs. So eight times four is what's that? 24. Eight yeah. Times four, 32, something like that. Anyways, I don't know. You're making me do math and I've got a bunch of other questions I'm trying to keep in my head. So, so don't hold us to it. So eight times four, whatever. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, so you got, you got bottom line is one hog is going to be in the pen four times. And then they, then they change out that whole set of hogs, put in a new set of hogs and then they run. So we have 150 in there. Yeah. So 32, they'll have, they'll have have three or four hog swaps to get through that 150 runs. Okay. And so, so it, the, 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 the effort is to not let one hog get overworked. 
and yeah, he, he'll he'll go in the pen four times and then he goes to the back cools off they put cold water on them keep them so to keep to keep them fresh so y'all run a run and then <clears throat> i guess every two dog team in the competition runs the run and then i guess the most points y'all shuffle it down like that or do y'all pair this two dog team against another two dog team and into yeah, like a bracket well you now you you got you got you just got so the first round it might let's just say there's 150 dogs in the two dog competition first round's got 150 dogs every dog is scored on a scale from one to ten ten being the best if you make one mistake, you got a nine nine. You make two, you got a nine eight. You make three mistakes, you got a nine seven. So on and so forth. You're not gonna win if you don't bay a ten in the first round. You're 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 completely out of it. <laughs> it's might as well get a zero. It doesn't matter. There's only two scores in the first round. Really, it's perfect and not perfect. So you get a ten in the first round, and then they take all the tens in the first round. And they move them to the second round. We bay. Then they move the time up. So it goes starts at two minutes. It goes to four minutes. So the second round will be four minutes, and we bay all them dogs. All the all those tens will go to the third round, unless there was less than three, which there never is. So you're gonna have 150, and about out of that 150, you're gonna have about 35 to 40 come back for round two. After round two, you're gonna have about 15 to 20. Well, usually about 15. Ne- never. I don't think we've ever had 20 go into the six minute round, but. Somewhere around anywhere from eight to to twelve, we'll come back and you bay first in the third round, and all the tens go to the fourth round and they bay for eight minutes. Usually, by the time you get to the eight minute round, you're in the money. You, I think maybe one or two times we've had seven or eight make it to the eight minute round. <clears throat> you're gonna bay for eight minutes. The highest scores, you know, if there's a tie at the end of that, we'll bay for ten minutes. And well. Yeah, you just keep they keep adding time to you. That's until, ten minutes baying a hog is a that's a pretty good chunk of time. And pe- people will say like I hear wizard, oh, I'll leave mine. I've, I've had mine baited for freaking thirty minutes an hour. Blah blah blah. I promise you, in that thirty minutes to an hour, he's messed up a bunch of people oh, being scored. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and if you got ten dogs out there cat or baying, yeah, two or three can take time off. Oh yeah, they'll walk. I've seen it happen many times. They'll walk off and lay down in a puddle while the other dogs are baying, and then they come back. You know, yeah. they cool off. Uh, it's a lot different. You know, they, these dogs got a. What we're asking out of these dogs is almost unnatural. I mean, it's it's not. You know, it's, it takes a very special dog to go eight minutes and bay a perfect score. Now you said most of the there. You said some people hunt hounds and some people hunt curs. Does a majority occur, or is a majority, or is it about split? In the pen, we're mostly cur dogs, and mostly Catahoula. You have a few black mouse, and you had a few hounds, uh, and not many are successful. There's been, like Rooster, for example, is one of the hounds that stands out. I mean, he was, uh, he was, I mean, in my opinion, he is by far the baddest dog I've ever seen walk in there. I mean, I've, 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 I mean, as far as taking a, he's taking a licking and keeps on ticking. I mean, he's just one of those dogs that's, you know, you you got to be proud of dogs like that. I yeah. Mean, never he never won a world champion. He's the definitely the greatest dog that's never won a world championship, and that tells you just how hard it is. Anymore. When when you call him a hound, 
Is that a walker? He, is that a, he was a blue tick. He was a straight tick. up blue tick. Yeah. He was a blue tick. And uh, he's got some pup, some grandsons and some sons and some grandsons right now. Uh, he's owned by, he was owned by code ribs. And he's got, you know, he's got some, he's got some of his offspring on the ground. And I actually ran with one of them in the, in the draw run in that shootout. And we made it to the last round and we caught, I mean, but he was a, I mean, we didn't make no mistakes. We just got, we got too rough, you know. Uh, he was a, he's a bad, they got, they got a lot, they got, a, the future's bright for us. I mean, with, with, uh, they, they've, they've crossed him into some Catahoula. So they got some, they're, you know, they're right now, I think they're only like a quarter pound and they're at three quarter cur. So, they, you know, they'll ball a little bit and then they'll bark like a cur dog, you know, it's just, it's a, but that, you know, they got a, it, it, like I said, these are open competition, any breed. I don't care what it is. We got dogs in there competing that are uh, Jag Terriers. Uh, uh, we got a dang, uh, what is that? Uh, what is that dang? Uh, Belgian Malinois competing. You know, one of the big Jag. <laughs> one of them look, he does. It looks like a police dog. Oh, yeah, it is. That's what it is, a big Belgian Malinois. And, uh, and he, he does, he, he's placed a few times in like some old and young events and stuff like that. I think he's placed out on the East coast and some big events, but, uh, he's a good dog. You know, you, I mean, he's a, he's an anomaly. He's the only one of his kind I, I've seen that's successful, but you know, he, you know, nevertheless, we got, I mean, it's open for any dog. Now, what, what about the Catahoula? do you think is the reason that everybody went to that? I mean, is there something that y'all seen in that breed of dogs that. Yeah. I mean, it's hundreds of years. The homework is done. Uh, you know, like, um, Don Coggins, he owns that Blake dog, the Malinois. And, uh, he's bound in the term. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, bring that line of dogs in and, and man, he, I think I'm not saying he ain't owned to something. But I think he's got a, it's it's years of it's going to take several years of that before he can catch up to having the consistency we have in the cur dogs, you know, like this is the, our homework's been done for 100 years. You know, we've they've been watching these dogs, bay cattle, bay hogs and stuff in the woods. The Belgian Malinois has been is a, primarily a police dog, a drug dog. Yeah. Trying to, you know, bringing that in and, fi- and trying to find that consistency is going to be hard. He's got a, you know, but hey, Don's a super good guy and he's, he's bright and he's, if he's going to do it, he's going to be the only guy that can do them. And that's what, it, that's his goal. And that's, hey, that's, that's a, that's a tall order, but uh, I think he's, he's on to it. You know, he's, he's definitely got, I mean, he's, he's surprised everybody thus far with a Belgian Malinois that's placed top three, I think even at Uncle Earl's. Well, now, now most of the curves that the people on, the, on this podcast that's listening like a regional mountain cur, for instance, they're they're pretty soft to humans. They're real game, uh, real tough gamey wise. But is the Catahoula take correction well, or is are they soft to humans also to correction? You know, as far as if it's golden. Yeah, I, man, I've I've been I haven't had any issues with any of mine. Um, there's some people that have, um, you know that. I don't know if it's a if it's you know just genetic or certain lines of dogs or certain crosses that they've made where they've had some kind of coyote a little bit there, you know you get on to them and you know you might you know they might they'll be you'll be having to chase them down to get them off the chain, uh, but 
I've never had any any issues at all with the line of dogs I'm breeding, you know, and they originated from Otis Weems' dogs. Yeah. And I'm I've kind of got I mean that's what my my whole yard's full of that. You know, that's that's how I've bred. So and they, they're good natured. Like they, they I mean they, they they're not they come to you. They you know, they might might have they might be lacking manners, you know, they'll jump up on you every now and well. then. But they're not they're definitely not like shy dogs yeah. by no means. And they, you know, when I whoop them, if I got to whoop them, you know, for anything, like they do, they get into something, they do something, they jump up on me when I'm feeding. They don't, they, they, yeah. they, 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 they're, 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 uh, short, I call it short term memory loss. They, they forgot about it in two seconds and they're right back to doing the next dumb thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's just stems from, you know, most of these dogs are coddled a lot and, Mine jump up on us because my wife, you know, 80% yeah. of the time she thinks that's great. And then yeah. 20% of the time she's like, I can't believe it. Dog's jumping on me. And I'm like, well, yeah. Five days this week, you pat on your belly and want him to jump up on you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then today you just don't want him to. And now all of a sudden it's the yeah. worst thing in the world. So, you know, <laughs> you can't, you can't create a habit and then expect them to know when and when and where you can't do that. You know, well, well there's one uh, thing about it. Even dogs can't decide what women want. <laughs> you ain't never said it better. You I ain't mean, never said it no know, better than that. Even dogs don't know what women want. So, A lot of truth in that. We're coming down to the end of it. I've got about all the questions I know to ask. I mean, is there anything about these pants? Oh, one question I want to ask. Where can, I, where can people find, I guess, rules? Uh, events such as that that's not familiar with it um i believe the the website hogband.com they have a list of rules here's what i hate about rules now for anybody on the outside that like you know that doesn't know anything about hogband they need to look at those rules and kind of understand something but as perfectly written as our constitution is, we still got one side of people that read something and interpret it completely different than how it was meant. And that, yeah. that, that document was written as perfectly as our forefathers could do it. And yet people will try to twist the, they, they read it in a, in a way that the, oh, well, they'll sit there and like, for example, we have debates from time to time. Hog sitting still and he breaks and runs across the pen. Well, that's a mistake. Well, no, it's not. It's not a mistake. Well, they they, they didn't maintain control. That hog broke and ran. They were chasing him. <laughs> what yeah. I mean, I mean it, uh, that hog is a wild hog. You think just because it don't it don't ha it don't have anything to do with the pressure of the dog. Sometimes that hog's gonna move no matter what you do. So, and sometimes it could be because somebody up in the stands walked across and that hog looked up there and he felt pressured. And he took off, and you want me to dock a dog for somebody else breaking your bay? Has nothing to do with your dogs doing anything wrong. You know, I mean, it's it has. So, so as as like I said, anytime somebody goes out there and reads a set of rules, those are things that you know, like people that we compete with. Right, Pause. I've got a question before Go we get off of this. Is it a, like an unwritten rule to where? If a dog's baying in a corner, you're not supposed to get up and walk to try to make the hog move. 
Is that something well, that, that's a general yeah, rule that or I mean, idea that most people don't know? Just sportsmanship, you know, like especially if it's but but nowadays we've attracted such a I mean we got an audience now, you know, we, well, we're yeah. we're growing an audience and these people don't know any they don't they don't know that there's twenty thousand dollars on the line here. <laughs> nor well, do they care well, they're there to have a good time and watch dogs i'd have never and, thought and, about and, it i'd if i had to go to the concession stand or get a drink and the dog yeah. uh, the hogs bayed right below me and i wouldn't have known yeah. you know that's not something that i would have known yeah and and we're not like you know what i'm saying i mean there's nothing you can do i mean there's people going to be up moving but the judges can't sit there and say oh well th- th- did the dog overpressure that hog is that why he broke so in other words in order if a hog is stationary, he's sitting still, and he's at bay, the rule is the dogs cannot touch that hog. It doesn't matter how tight they – they can bay as tight as they want to as long as they don't touch it. Now, if that hog looks in a different direction, let's say he looks over at the stands because he sees people moving, and he takes his eyes off them dogs, well, that, that hog is not a bayed hog anymore. He's not paying attention. It doesn't matter if his feet are sitting still. He is, he is, his attention is somewhere else, and it's not on the dogs. Yeah. At that point in time – them dogs are free game to do whatever. They can if they if they if they they're they're, they're all they're looking at is the, the dog from the dog's point of view. He's like, hey, this hog's fixing to go somewhere. He ain't looking at us. Look at him. Yeah. You know. So th- they'll go ahead and grab him and get their, get his attention and 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 draw him back to to the fact that hey man, we're baying you. You got to pay attention to me. And that's so so like that's part of the rule. You know, you can't touch a hog that's sitting still. Well, how do we word it? As to where if that hog is not just because he's sitting still, it doesn't mean he's bait if he's not paying attention to the dogs. Yep. So, like, you know, that, that, that's what I'm saying. You're going to have people that are going to say, oh, no, that should be a mistake. No, it's not. It's not a mistake. If you know anything about the sport, you know it's not. And if you're competing, you know, and you, you know, I, I hear people all the time, oh, I've been doing this for 30 something years. I got, I'm like, well, I've been doing it for five and, I'm, a, I'm in our, our seven now, you know, I've, I've been doing it for seven years. The last four years I've been on top. I guess you've been banging your head against a tree for 30 years. <laughs> you can't figure out how to beat me, you know, and, and I, and, and I, I judge a lot of events too. So I, I think that when I judge it, I can explain it and the handlers understand like, okay. And then they're like, well, but do we do that? Every, do they do that every time? Well, you got three different people with three different opinions, so you're not going to get it perfect every time. It's just not going to happen. You know, you got three judges up there, and they all might see things different. Yeah. So, so it, you know, it, it's just it, it's like I said, it's a judgment call, and, and, and there's human error. So things don't always things don't always work out. It sounds like a a tricky set of rules to write. I know you have to have rules and you have to have standards right. to judge a dog on, but it kind of seems like every scenario yeah. is kind of different. We got great judges involved in the sport uh, that's been doing it, you know, countless years, and they do, they do a good, they do a, a great job. But even the three best judges in the world are sometimes going to get it wrong. That's just something. And there's it's part of, it's part of, that's part of. I've taken, I've taken a lot of bad calls. I've, I've taken some calls that could have went bad and went my way. It's part of the sport and. In order to 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 thrive and to grow, you got to come together on that, and you got to understand that hey, these are all people. You know, uh, I've got a lot of faith in the guys that's running this event and the judges. 
they're not out there. To, they don't. They don't. They don't care one bit who wins or loses. They're not out to screw anybody. They're not going to cheat anybody. I have never been cheated in the sport of hog band. Have they got it wrong? And it cost me absolutely, absolutely. It happens all the time. But yeah, it, there's a difference between you know, like I always say, there's a there, the intent is is what matters. It's not about right or wrong, you know, or whether they got it right or they got it wrong. They they did the right. I mean, they did. They're doing the right thing, and more times than most, the judges do get it right. Yeah. Well, that in that on that, which I'm going off topic, but the competition side, I don't care what what you're doing, always or not always, a lot of times the best dog that day might not win just because they missed something or several mm-hmm. somethings that a dog that ended up winning did wrong, yeah. but they find the one mistake that the dog had done the least wrong, but they saw that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, and a lot of, a lot, a lot of the, the, I mean, I feel like some of the bad calls that I have gotten are my, are my fault. I've, I've drawn enough attention to, to the, to goose. Obviously this is how you found me. I draw the attention. You think for a minute, them when he, no matter how tired them judges are at four o'clock in the morning, when goose walks in a pen, they're going to watch him. You know, yeah. he's, he's exciting. They want to watch him. So they're going to, they're going to see more stuff. If, if he may, if he has a slight bobble, if it's just a little sloppy, he may not even make a mistake, but he did it sloppy this time. He gets deducted. Yeah. And yet, and yet, you know, uh, you'll, you know, it's just, there's, there's, that's just part of it, man. I, like, I don't complain about it. I, I don't, it, it, you know, it just always, uh, I always went off of Michael Jordan's old statement that I heard when he, if you ever watched the, uh, the series, mm-hmm. uh, the last dance, uh, they talked about one time, uh, Michael Jordan drew a foul on Reggie Miller and, uh, uh, he did, Reggie didn't even foul him. Like he didn't, he didn't foul him at all. And Jordan goes to the free throw line and he rimmed out and missed the free throw. And he looked over at Reggie and smiled and said, ball don't lie. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> yeah. that's you know, it I, I mean goose goose might not win every event might not get first place but he's consistently at that top because he's just that good yeah so you know he's i mean he's gonna win more than he loses and sometimes he's gonna get a bad break hey guys bob osborne with timber creek dog supply is a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. He carries everything from coon lights and squalors to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7410. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. Well, I get the target on the back because, you know, I, I know that when I go to a squirrel dog competition, just because mm-hmm. I'm doing this podcast and I'll go ahead and tell y'all, if y'all beat me, you really ain't done nothing special because I'm hunting a young dog and I'm newer to the competition side of it. But just because I'm capturing everybody's stories on a podcast, yeah. I'm going to have a huge crosshair on my back. But yeah. you know what? I guess somebody's got to beat somebody. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I welcome, you know, I'm like, going to shake the hand I, if they beat me and I'm going to shake your hand if, yeah. I, if I lose. 
right and, or and, win and or whatever I, I welcome it like I, I i didn't start a tiktok knowing or a facebook about my dog knowing that the the better he gets the more criticism he's gonna take and i get i, I mean I, I get piles of it i mean just go 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 read his comments on tiktok from time to time or on facebook you know uh, they'll, they'll call him a show dog he's he's just a you know he's just an arena dog i'm like huh I was like, you know, I, I like the the comparison to the to the to the horses. Like, do you think those world champion roping horses that you see in the arenas that they're in the PBR and the NFR, the PRCA, do you think for a minute that those horses go out and work cattle on the ranch when they're no. at home? They they're not. It's a different it's a different deal. And like, but but the thing that kills me about like rodeo is that like real ranch cowboys, real guys that work those ranches on the cowboys, they reverend the JB Moonies, the rodeo guys, they reverend them like gods. They look yep. up to them and they, they show up and they fill up the grandstands and they are packed in there. And that is why that support, that sport has survived for hundreds of years. Well, they, they, and, they team up together and they support each other hundred percent. And, and here's the other side of that while we're talking about it. People that are roping calves, you can't put a video of your dog baying a hog on TikTok, but they can. But they got. But they can. Ha- well, I shouldn't say. But by gosh, yeah. they they can have a horse chasing a cow at twenty five mile an hour, and when he ropes it, and that, that horse sits <laughs> back, and he's got to dally it around that saddle horn, yeah. and it that jerks that cow's head off. Well, that yeah. can be on I mean, national TV. No, no doubt, no doubt. That's what I'm like. I, it, it cracks me up, but the reason is, is they have, they have Wrangler, they have Ford truck, they have big sponsors, they have corporate TV. You know, we don't have that in hog in, in any dog sport. There's nothing that has anything like that, and yet we're out here cutting, you know, cutting each other in the cutting each other's throat when we should be, we should we, we should all be coming together. If we ever want this deal to get bigger than what it is, yep. we have to come together because you not sit there and have it you can't have both ways you know our enemies have signed a blood oath they don't care whether their other enemies right or wrong or right or wrong or not they've signed a blood oath and yet here we are cutting each other well and i've said this several times our podcast is about growing the community and trying to get awareness out there so if the guys in the squirrel dog community obviously i would say 95 percent of them's never heard of or never been in or around a bay pen for hogs. But it, it just blows my mind at how they can make us all argue with each other. For instance, woods hunters yeah. and bay pen. But, and I'm going to find Facebook groups for hog hunting. And I'm posting this on there, and I hope that these guys make it to here because if, if we fight amongst ourselves long enough, we won't notice them taking our rights away from us. They take, they take one every day. And, and you know what, if they're like, well, that ain't, that bay pan ain't good. Uh, let's get rid of that and only have woods hunting. Well, if they get rid of the bay pen, then that's less people from to get it out of the woods. Yeah. The dogs have came so far over the last, like since, since, you know, Jake Lewicano started hogband.com. The, the, the competition has, I mean, every year it's harder and harder. The, there's more and more great dogs because i mean like you know like you said and they're taking away hog hunting from us hog hunting in the woods from us on a daily 
you cannot hardly go get on a deer lease in Texas that will allow hog dogs. You know why? Because the hunters complained about hunting. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we, we cut our own, we cut ourselves because they want, they want, they want to sit up in a freaking, you know, in a deer stand and shoot one because, and I'm like those dogs, even if they do run a deer, that deer's right back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not going to run them deer off. Now that being said, you come northeast Mississippi, we're gonna put a pack of walkers on a white tail and we're gonna smoke it. But now <laughs> we yeah. own our land and you know, yeah. we're 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 doing it legally. So but right. uh, rat but squirrel dogs squirrel hunters don't want their mm-hmm. squirrel dog chasing deer. Rabbit dogs, rabbit people don't want their rabbit dogs chasing deer, and I'm sure it's the same with hogs. Hog dogs. No. You yeah. know, so so if we could get along as a community and if if paying paying hogs is not your thing, you know what? At least support the right for the person to do it, because this world's yeah. full of naked negativity. No, I mean, it, and what what a lot of people like, I wish these people would see, would understand how common we really all are. You know, I I mean, you know, we're all fighting amongst ourselves on social media and and, and you know, amongst, but yet. We're, we really are all, we all for the same thing, and yet we're fighting. Well, well they'll go and sit around the coffee table in the morning after they get done hunting and say, man, yeah. did you see old, old Jesse grab that hog? Yeah, you see him baying it? They're, everybody likes good dog work. That's the reason we're on a dog hunting podcast. That's right. So, so it don't matter what they're hunting. If we would support each other's right and yeah. just enjoy watching good dogs, and a lot of it stemmed from jealousy. You know, oh yeah, I'm yes, sure sir. there's a lot of people in the bay pinning world that don't like a guy that's only been doing it seven years and winning four, three or four world championships. Uh, uh, yeah, you're, 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 I get them. I mean, I'm. I think the culture's changing. You know, uh, how I think some people realize that. You know, I've been there. I may not have been there as long as they have, but I worked every bit of as hard as they did. You know, uh, and the bottom line is I got lucky. Uh, I, I can't stress enough that, I mean, it's not, I got, Goose came on. <laughs> the only thing I did, the only thing I did was I recognized his talent. Everything else you see that dog doing, he was born with. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, he did that. I heard the comment, somebody, you know, was talking about basketball, I guess, you know, they, who do you want to be? And I heard somebody say that, you know, I want to be Michael Jordan. They said, well, somebody's going to have to be better than Michael Jordan. Won't you be that person? So, I mean, at that time, Goose apparently is is the man on the block. But at some point, somebody's got to be the bigger man. So, yeah, I mean, I always, uh, I always, uh, you know, I don't know, one of my TikToks, you know, it's uh, it's got that voiceover and uh, it was the weightlifter. And, uh, you know, he's like, he said, you know, mama always said that somewhere, somebody is going to be better than you. And he said, huh, not me. <laughs> I saw not it. me. I, I like it too. I, I, well, he said, not me. You, mama, you, somebody's got to be the baddest. You and seem <laughs> like the kind of person that I'd like to hang out with because you like to cut up. And, yeah. and, it, and, and it seems like these things are a lot of fun. So. Back to my original question, I guess we got on a little bit of a tangent, but the sure. rules you can find at hogbang.com. Where do you find the events at? If somebody that don't have a clue, but 
you know what? I live in Louisiana and I'd like to go and check one out. We're, we're, Hallbane.com. All, all of it's at Hallbane.com. That'll have, like, so, so if it's not the website, there's a Facebook page and a group. There's a group and there's a page, Hallbane.com. And you can, you can get the flyer. The flyer's already out next show, October the 6th through the 9th, Downsville, Louisiana. It's the final show for the World Championship Series this year. Uh, we got uh, Jay Bergeron. Uh, rodeo announcer, like I'm not sure exactly what the acronym is, like the LRPAC, whatever that it, announcer yep. of the year. So, I mean, like Jay came up, came to Uncle Earl's, and I, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know what it takes to do that job being a, a like a rodeo announcer, but there is absolutely not a single person that could do the job he does better than him. Like he is, he is, he is the goose. For, for for rodeo announcing like he <laughs> it, i mean like he knows he, now he pays attention to the dogs he knows the dogs he knows how to talk about them. he can he can tell you a list of accolades that these dogs have done i mean he is amazing at his job and he brings a whole new level of entertainment to the show having a guy like that well that the, you know that's as much of the show as the dogs i mean and uh, those people get overlooked i know this is not a commentator or announcer podcast but credit needs to be given because how, how long are these contests or competitions or whatever you want to call it well they're they're you know it'll, this one will start on thursday and we end on sunday so it's all day all day i mean it's pretty all tough day. to do commentary for an hour or two you dang right much and less you, you know and, and cutting up and keeping the crowd interested and talking about dogs and everything else and, so and he's got a he's got a good playlist, a good music. Everybody's cutting up, having a good time. And man, it's, it's a it's the type of event you bring the kids. I mean, there's kids running around everywhere. Well, you, you know, it, you, you can it, you know, I mean, you you have the ability to be an adult. You can have your kids there. Everybody's having fun. It's not it's not an event. Well, I better leave the kids at home. Let, let me uh, ask really? this question: At these events, do, do they keep the the contestants or? handlers or whatever you want to call it do they keep y'all behind rope or is it if somebody comes up and like man there's randy i'd like to talk to him for a second no uh, i'm a i'm i'm, a, I'm accessible 24 7 i didn't know if maybe if for instance if i brought my wife and my kids and my kids was one to look at the dogs if they was kind of t- lead i know obviously you don't want a bunch of people touching your dog but is there a place that people can look at them and man i let everybody come over and take pictures with him i'll have you'll have I mean, there'll be people coming to this event. There'll be, I'll walk back to, my, I'll, I'll be up in the stands watching some runs. I'll walk back to my camper and there'll be a group of people standing around, you know, looking at goose from the side. Like, hey man, can we take our picture? And I'm absolutely, we'll sit in there and take pictures. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many pictures I take at an event, you know, that, that goose takes. I don't take them. But, <laughs> but goose is taking pictures all the time. Like, and he loves it. I, I, I mean, he, he really does. He loves the attention. Like, I truly believe that dog knows he's great. As, as hard as I, as hard as that is for me to explain to people, I really believe he knows. Yeah. Well, you know? it sounds to me like you need to uh, get that dog insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the people that's curious about I, it, look, it's on the I'm Mark Morrison podcast, it. and it's called uh, More Foster or something, Kennel Pro. They're out of Pennsylvania, yeah. so check them out on the internet if you want dog insurance. More Foster? I've yes, looked sir. at some, and what and what I understand is it's like 
you got to pay like, like your monthly bill is like 10% of the value of your insurance policy. So if I want a ten a hundred thousand dollar insurance policy on a dog, I'm looking at a thousand dollars. Well, well, I asked him if he could remember and he told me, which don't, don't quote this, but I want to yeah. say he told me he had 10 or $12,000 on a dog and it was like 300 a year. Yeah. That makes that, that a year, that would be great. I mean, if it was a thousand dollars a year for me to have a hundred thousand dollar policy, I'd in a heartbeat, I'd probably, up, I'd probably up it to, yeah. Well, you know, more, you a know? dog like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, I've had, you know, I've had, I've had good offers you know, to buy the dog. 160 is a, a pretty salty offer. I mean, that's a house. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. I, it's, it's not, I mean, like, I, and I, I look at the guy I'm like, look, man, I, <laughs> this is what I loved. Here's my problem. This is what I love doing. Okay. And I raised him and I said, in order for me to sell him, you would have to change my life. $160,000. I, I do. I, I work. I mean, I work for Exxon. I make a good living. I don't, I'm not hurting for money, but I mean, I, I mean, I'd love an extra 160 grand, but I was like, you, in order for me to do this, you had to change my life and 160,000 don't change my life. It pays off some bills. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it don't change my life. I still have to wake up and go to work the next day. However, if we're talking like four or 5 million, you're changing my life. I can retire and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you're dumb enough to give me four or $5 million for a dog, then Hey. Well, well, <laughs> Here we are. the deal is, is you, you enjoy the sport, love the sport, whatever you want to term it. I mean, if somebody's willing to give that much money, the odds of finding another one of them are about, it's a once in a lifetime dog. So if, unless you're just tired of doing it, I mean, there's no yeah. sense in giving up the best dog and trying to go find something else to compete with something you already have. Yeah. And, and I mean, what he's meant to me and what he's done and the things, I mean, what he, it's, it's just, there's too much in that, you know? I mean, if that dog, let, let, I mean, let's just say hypothetically he gets a, an injury or some sort that he can no longer do this and it happens tomorrow. And that guy comes up and still offers me 160,000. The answer will still be no, because I mean, I want to, I mean, that's the dog. I want to bury him on the hill with, with the, with the rest of my dogs, you know, he, that's, that's who I, that's who he is to me. Well, so, he made you legacy. It made me like, he made himself legacy. Well, well. I, I, I wrote an article for Tuskers magazine and my mom, you know, she, she read the article. She said, son, uh, nowhere in that article is, has your name. I looked at her. I said, does it have goose's name? She said, yeah. I said, all right, I'm, <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> Well, I don't need, I, nobody has to know my name I, as long as they know who he is. But I'm know? saying, I guess where I'm going with that is, is, and I'm not in the, I guess in the, the hog bang world, obviously, if you've listened this long, you understand that. Mm -hmm. But I went off of that TikTok and started trying to figure out how to get a hold of you. And happened to find I messaged hogbang.com and they That's, told yeah. me that top gun kennels or goose type in goose on Facebook or something. And I, I, I messaged the goose page and then you was like, yeah. yeah, I've got a page, a face personal Facebook, but I guess you're known yeah. around the hogbang world, but, and you would still, I guess to an extent be known because you sound like a card and like you cut up and have a good time and, and real yeah. sociable, but 
in the winning aspect, if you didn't have a goose and you just had a mediocre dog, your legacy is probably not going to be written like it is. No, I mean, when when I first started going to hog bands, uh, you know, there was that that's where I started hearing these are weans bred dogs, weans bred dogs. It was weans, 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 weans. That's all I heard. And all these dogs, all the great dogs that I, they're the ones that I liked to watch. They were all weans bred. Well, one day I go to Uncle Earl's and I'm sitting there talking to John Harrison who had the dog. He actually got these dogs from Otis Weems. Well, sure enough, I'm standing there just talking and this man comes walking by and his wife and uh, they're looking in the at John's dogs. I'm standing there with John and then John and him start talking and then I have no idea who this guy is. And then uh, uh, my, my buddy Justin Hilburn walks over and says, oh, there's Otis. And I'm like, that's Otis Weems. He's like, yeah. And I mean, I was I was like starstruck. It was like I saw George Strait. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there like this. You know, and and man, it was. Uh, you know, that was probably in 2015. By 2019, Goose had made this big name for himself on the internet. Otis's wife had actually messaged me, and she was asking me about the breeding. And I told her, I said, "Well, it goes back to your dogs, you know." Blah blah blah. We had this conversation. Well, sure enough, I get to Earl's in 2019, and Otis and his wife were there to watch Goose. And I mean, like, this is the guy that I idolized. Now he's coming to. I, I felt it was. I don't know. It was one of those things where I was like, man, I felt like I felt like I made it. You know? Yeah. Like I made it. <laughs> I, I get it. And and there's people in the squirrel dog world. I guess I see winning, and it it is. But at the same time, I mean. They print their britches on just like you do. Yeah. But they I'm worked no hard to get there. And, and and every now and then, like, I'll have that, that somebody walks up to the, to one of the shows and they're looking at Goose and, like, this is the dog they've been seeing all over the internet. And now they're standing face to face and they kind of – and and I, and I kind of get it now. I'm like, man, I was that guy too. <laughs> you know, I was I, I was <laughs> that way. You know, I, and I, I – but I appreciate it so much because – that's what I wanted for him. You know, that's what I wanted for that dog was that, you know, it, it, it's, I'm just, I'm just happy he's, he's there. I, I, I want, I want him to be, I want it to, I want it to get bigger. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to do that. You know, I really don't. Well, I, that's that's why I take all these opportunities I can that, that, you know, I've been on several podcasts and talked to people and yeah. I just, I, I want, I, you know, I want one day to, 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 to walk into a Walmart and uh, have a Walt Disney movie with Goose on it, you know. I would love to see that, you know. I'd love to get it to there, but I don't know how to do that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you don't promote, then it's ne- if we're not trying, it's never going to grow. That's right. You know? I'm, I'm going to put forth my best effort and just and pray, you know, because yeah. that's all we can do at this point. For sure. Now, we, we said the hogbang.com, you have – uh, a whole bang Facebook group also, and a whole yes. bang page is yeah, and there. I share the flyer. Like if you go to Goose, you're gonna see the flyer because if you go to Goose's page, I post the flyer. I share the flyer. I'm trying to invite as many people as possible too. So, so it's not like every other sport where there's 55 Facebook groups. Like is that whole bang Facebook? Yeah, that's the group. That group that's is the, the biggest that, one. That's the group. That's the group for like. There's there's a lot of information on that group yeah uh i post i typically share anything like flyers whatnot 
And if you want to see competition and video, good video footage of dogs playing, you're going to have to go to my page. Okay. Because they don't – I mean, I'm not saying that there's not something on there, but there's definitely not a full – Hang on. You're saying Goose's page or Randy? Yeah. Randy's Goose's page. page. Goose's okay. page. All right. I don't post a lot to my personal. I, every now and then I do, but it's not a lot. Well, I didn't know, you know, you probably don't want five billion people or five, you know, however many yeah, people you adding only, you on Facebook. Go to Goose's You can page. only have so many Facebook yeah. friends, but you can have like a, you can have a, I mean, millions of followers on, on the, on the Goose page. So yeah. that's, that's kind of, I kind of keep it over. I keep most of the stuff, his stuff over there. Okay. Most of the hog band stuff over there. But, well, uh. Yeah, I'm I'm always available. I, I answer I answer my phone. Uh, I respond to messages. Um, if I haven't responded to a message, it's because I got sidetracked and I'm very ADD. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I'm sitting there thinking, I say that, and I'm like, I hope I, somebody hasn't messaged me a question and I didn't ever respond. <laughs> <laughs> I've got great. You're gonna say you you respond to every message, and then there's gonna be 55 people come on there and comment. You ain't re- messaged me. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it, but I'll get around to them. I, and I, I, I typically try to comment. Like, what aggravates me is I catch myself, I catch myself, like commenting more to the negative crap than I do all the positive. Like I'll have, I'll have a post and it'll have, a, it'll have five hundred comments and four hundred and ninety six of them are positive, but the four <laughs> negative ones, I'm over there smarting off something back. I get these people like I don't know why I do that I think it's just human nature I don't know what it is I, I, but, I, I feel you I, I I guess a little side story is I have a, a YouTube channel and I put yeah. deer hunting and deer dog races and and squirrel yeah. hunting and this and that well I don't make anything off of that so it's more or less if I happen to get enough that I deem good content then I'll yeah. spend three or four hours putting a 20 something minute video together. Cause I try to have it, you know, just lighting and all that. I had some guy put on there this morning, need better camera work. I'm like, dude, I have got a GoPro. I, I, I don't have a full camera. You know, I don't have five men standing back here with a, uh, a speaker or mic and all these cameras yeah. floating around behind me. I literally have to do all this myself and then put all this time into it, and then you want to get on there and put need better camera work. And and a guy and a guy that has uh, eleven seconds of a thought after yeah. you spent hours of, and he it, just ruins your whole day. Well, it, 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 and I almost commented back, and I said, you know what? They want me to comment back. I think I think a lot of people troll on purpose just to try well, to get you to. Oh yeah, and 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 now in the beginning, I, and a lot of it, I like. I would comment back because if you comment to a negative comment, they're going to comment back. They're going to. And the more comments boost your numbers. The more comments and the more views, and exactly. So the controversy, I kind of I feed to it a little bit too. I play in, I play with it, you know, Uh, because it it does work. I mean, I've seen it work, you know, in multiple videos where the more comments, the more views, the you know the the, you know, and then it's just. You know, it's the more you, the more people that see it, the more people that see it, and it just feeds. Yeah. One one comment feeds the next, so it does work in some ways. But, uh, you know, some people always be like, "Why are you waste your time doing it?" I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm wasting his time." I mean, like, yeah, I've done, I've done this for attention. It's it's playing into everything I need it to. You know. Well, I will so, say this: it it makes me the the podcast 
and the YouTube videos and all that, it makes me have appreciation for the people that do it because it is a lot of time and a lot of effort. Well, well for instance, oh, yeah. me and you've been on the phone two hours. That's two hours out of yeah, your day, I, but then I'm going to have to go back and like edit. It's been a 30-minute conversation to me, but yeah. But this is what I do. I mean, this is what I love. It's my passion. Yeah. And I, I can I can I can go I can probably go for another two hours, you know. <laughs> but but not that I'm gonna do that yeah. to you, but I'm just saying in general, I mean you know, when you when you when you love something, it doesn't it doesn't it's not work, you know. It's I'm not with work you. to you anymore. You know, and, and uh it's been one of my goals, you know. Uh the you know, like like going back to what you were just saying though, uh, it, it, that 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 type of clapping back stuff it, that grows from everywhere like uh, like we have this sort of adversity like i was telling you you know earlier i don't know if, we, if that was before we started recording but you know a guy spent one hundred sixty thousand dollars on i'm mean, sorry one hundred twenty thousand dollars on goose's two dog partners to break apart to, to, to i mean like this these are his two best partners the dogs he wins the most with in the two dog to break up just to bring him down like it was <laughs> and and <laughs> And I mean, there was nothing more satisfying than winning that event and the shootout, you know, with another partner. Oh yeah. I'm like, man, you know, I was like, it, th- this dog's already lost Crow. Now he's lost Cowboy. He's lost Max. He's lost every, you know, he's lost all of his partners. And then, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Michael Batten's like, man, I got derailed. I think he'll be good with it. I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. We try it. The first time we tried it, we ended up with a fifth place finish in the in May. I don't think we should have got fifth. I think I think we did better than that. But you know, like you said, things yeah. <laughs> things don't always work out right. Oh yeah. The, that I thought I told Michael. I said, "Hey, don't worry about that." I said, "They got us this time, but we're better than that." You know, we're gonna win the next one. Yeah. Sure enough, we went in there and won the big shootout. You know, on a twenty thousand dollar pot, it was nice. And, uh, <laughs> that would be nice. You know, I love. I, you know, Michael. Man, I love that guy. He stuck with me. You know when I needed him, you know, he knew I was hurting. He knew I, you know, I lost everything I had and I needed him. And he, man, I, you know, if goose wins this world championship, this is because of, because of that guy, you know? Well, I would think, and I might be completely wrong, but I would think if dominant hits, he's been that you'd be, have a lot of people trying to run with goose. Is that incorrect? Well, it's yes. And it's no. So, um, you got like, and, 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 and believe me, I don't, I, these people, I don't fault like, uh, Josh Aswell, for instance, he's got a dog named Rango. I love to run with Rango. Josh is loyal to his people and there's nothing wrong with being loyal to your people. He's going to run his dog with Joey's dog and he's going to run his dog with Lynn's dog. And that's who he's running with. And he, he don't care that I've got the, the it, it doesn't matter to him what I got. That's his people, and that's who he's running. And now he's got good dogs. Don't get me wrong; he's got good partners because Rango has won Uncle Earl's two dog two years in a row with that with that uh, you know with this with once with Earl and then once with Joker. I mean, well, that's a, respectable. That's respectable. You, yeah, you ain't right. That's honorable. Like I don't have no problem with that. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't. I mean, like, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with what what he's doing. He ain't doing nothing wrong. But I, but I, but I'm not gonna fail to ask it. Hey, man, whenever. He, Whenever you're ready to come on over to this side of the fence, let's get it, yeah. Yeah, let's get yeah. it together. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, and, and another thing I was telling you too earlier, I, like I said, I don't know if we were recording, but a lot of these dogs don't do anything in the one dog. 
There's only there's only like for, for three consecutive years, Goose has had a thirty plus a uh, thirty point season, a thirty plus point season. I think his worst season he had thirty four. His best season he had forty seven. Not another dog has ever scored thirty. What, what would be a no, good dog score in a year in or a season? Year? A season, I mean, whatever you called it. Um, I can, I can. There's, a, I can only count on one hand how many dogs have made it to the twenties. So, so you know? 16, 17 to a, what a good, good dog season oh, score is. Great, yeah. You're if you got sixteen or seventeen, you're in the top ten, top five. Okay, so if you win an event, so, what, what, how many points do you get? So, so let let's say you win. Let's say if you win the one dog pro, you're going to get seven points. If you and then if you get second, you get six. If you get third, you get five. If you win the two dog pro, you get five points. And then it's four, three, two, one. So you have to hit first through fifth to get any points. You get you know five points is typically the max, except for the one dog. They give seven away, and they did that a long time ago. I think it's something that probably isn't a problem, but they've done it because there used to be dogs that would wouldn't run in the one dog, save their dog for the two dog. And there's still dogs that do that. Uh, but you have to run twice in the one dog to even qualify. So you don't have to score points in the one dog. But Goose has scored points in the one dog every year, one dog and two dog. He's never never went through a year in any of his world championship years without scoring points in both events. So, so there's hundreds of dogs at these events, and only the top five get points. Yeah, top five get points. Wow. So – well, it's that you got to you got to place in the money to to gain a point. I, I mean, it's I didn't write the I didn't write the point system, but yeah, you got to have a top five finish. So you got to be now like like for a two dog team, if you get first, both dogs get five points. Yeah, you follow what you. I'm saying? I'm so with you. First through first through fifth is getting points. If you don't get first through fifth, you ain't got any points. At the end of the year, there will be roughly about a hundred dogs that have scored points over various events but there'll be a you know a bunch of them with just one or two points and then the the top 10 typically has more than than 12 points you know that you know like 12 12 to 15 points is going to put you somewhere around 10th place oh. and then it'll go then it'll go up you know by one point all the way up to about i think the year crow got second uh crow had 24 points Mm. Goose, Goose had 34. Well, yeah. he had 10-point lead. Yeah, Goose's first year when he won the world championship, his first year in 2019, uh, he won the world championship, and he had 37 points. His second year, he had 34 points. Last year, 2021, he had 47 points. So, wow. so th- there's, there's only five shows to score points in. Only five shows to score points in. <laughs> yeah, and he had 47. That's a lot of winning. Oh, wow. I was thinking that y'all had a bunch of shows. Like, I was, had, I was it, figuring it, y'all it, had 15 or 20 a year. No, we have we have five. It, now, now, granted, there's other bands to go to. Don't, I mean. What division is this called? This is Showtime Pet Foods World Championship Series. You know Galen Cooper? Who? Galen Cooper. That sounds familiar. He works for Showtime. That's my buddy. No, the the the, the dog food company. Yes, sir. Out of over in Georgia. Showtime dog food. Yeah. 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 Galen Cooper is one of their reps in the southeast over here. 
Oh, okay. So, so GW Sons is over in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Him and and him and Jake just went to Georgia to tour the plant and and, and pick up a bunch of dog food. Yeah, I'm actually back. feeding it at this moment. Yeah, Showtime is is the best dog food for, uh, you know, for a, for a performance dog. Yeah, I really great. like it's it. The great. problem I've got is is we can't find it in my area. So that's. That's a lot of people's problem. Now, you're in Mississippi? Is yes, that right? sir. I, I know you was on a podcast with some guys that uh, was at yeah. B&B or what's their podcast? It's a whole kitchen, a whole dog podcast. Uh, Dixie Doggers. Dixie Doggers. D&D. Uh, That's Tuskers. it. D&D. Yeah. Yeah, I was on Tuskers with that, too, one time. And we uh, and, and, and we talk about it a lot. They, they talked about it a lot on the Hog Dog Nation podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I mean, we can, we can talk about that later, but I can, I can tell you, I can, I can lead you in the right spot to, to have it. If it, if you can't get it at your feed store around there, yeah. or we, I got, I got somebody that can get it to your feed store that's close by, or you can, you can, you can have it delivered straight to you, you know? I got you. Yeah. We'll but, talk uh, about that off the podcast, but I was just saying, no I, I think they have a real good dog food. Yeah, they do. So they do. They, they it's, it's great, great fuel for the dogs. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, with with anything, you know, you always have criticism. And, well, uh, yeah. Well, I think but, any of the major Purina Pro Plan and and Extreme Dog Fuel Joy, they all their upper lines is tough to beat. But I mean, it's you know whatever your dog will eat and looks the best on. I've never had a dog not eat it, but at the same time, I hear. You know, somebody, well, I tried it. My dog's got lots of, man, you probably had parasites. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't realize it until they switch dog foods and, and the dog's gut gets a little upset. And the next thing you know, they can't gain the weight back because of parasites. Well, I'm, I'm just and, blown away by how many people don't know you're supposed to worm your dog every month. Oh, no doubt. And these people, and, and then they get offended when you tell them they got parasites. Oh, I don't have, I'm like, everybody's got parasites. I promise you. I can walk out on my heel and I can fight. I mean, I've worn mine every month and I still end yeah. up every now and then having to treat a dog, like go ahead and three day them in a row. And then because with the, with the type of weather and the type of environment that these dogs, these working dogs are living in, they're going to get worms. Oh yeah. They're, well, they're I mean, that's all there is to it. There's no getting around it. You just got to keep treating it. Yeah. And, there and, and some people just get so offended. They're like, Oh no, I take care of mine. I'm, like, I'm not saying you don't take care of your dog. I take care of mine too, but mine still get worms. Yeah. What are you using? You, know? you use Ivermec? I use Ivermec. I'll use, uh, I, I got, uh, the Safeguard, the Fembendazole and the Nemex. Yeah. Which is like a pyrantal, you know? There, there is, uh, a, there, there's what? One, one worm that Ivermec won't treat, pen or maybe two worms, pen worms or something. Yeah. But I went to this all wormer. And it's three different wormers mixed in one bottle, and you can get it at <laughs> Salvation Dog Supply or or wherever, so, and it's cheap. So what I've done is I got a bottle of Ivermec, I got a 32 ounce bottle of Pyrantel and a 32 ounce bottle of Fenbendazole, and then I take a ketchup bottle, and I mix the Fenbendazole and the Pyrantel about 50-50, and then I take about 10 cc's of Ivermec and I shoot it down in that bottle and I shake it up real good. And I just, it's a ketchup bottle. So I stick the syringe on the end of the ketchup bottle, yep. suck it out, give them about a three cc's a month. And usually the, w- between the Ivermec and all the other stuff that's in there, 
it keeps them at bay. You don't like a lot of people overdo the ivermectin. Now, are you under skin or oily? It really don't take but like a quarter cc to kill those parasites, like heartworms. Yeah, you know, for for example. But did you say you're giving so, it through through uh, through the skin, or are you giving it orally? I just give it orally. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have given it under the skin. Uh, you know, if I, I mean, I, I mean, uh, any type of extreme case, you know, like I got bad worms, I'm gonna give them some under the skin, then I'll give them some in the mouth too. Yeah. Word of advice for the guys that don't know: if you're using Avamec, that stuff will scald the dog's throat. You need to mix yeah. it with Gatorade or water or oh, tea yeah. or whatever. Yep. But it sure does. Boy, they'll it hack sure and everything <laughs> else. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll 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 I usually mix it with like a Pedialyte or a water or anything. Well, yeah, really. I, I'm I was a Gatorade person until I switched to this other wormer, and it he seems to take it a lot better. I guess they've watered it down with other three wormers that don't taste so bad. Yeah, and and that's why for the most part I just mix it with the with that that uh, the Pyrantel and the and the, and the Safeguard, you know. And when you mix it with all that, it's it, it don't it don't bother them none. I got you. Dogs, dogs will take it. We got it on a little bit of a rabbit hole. So, yeah. What is there anything else that we haven't covered about bay pen dogs that you think is worth talking about? Man. No, we covered about everything I can think of, and I'm sure at some point. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of things I don't even remember that we have or haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if there's anything you know, as a final farewell message, I'd like to get out there. It'd be. October the 6th through the 9th in Downsville, Louisiana, 417 Lonnie Malone Road. If you've never been to a hog band, if you've never experienced anything like it, give it a, give it a shot. Just give it a try. You'll love it. The dogs are amazing athletes. No matter if you're a woods guy and you may not think you're into that kind of thing, man, I promise you, you are. You just don't know it. You've only seen videos from the outside looking in it. That does not tell the whole story, nor does it give you a feel of how the event goes. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that would tell you NASCAR ain't nothing but going in a circle. But if you go to the event, check it out, you'll fall in love with the sport. Yeah. And if there's anything I can tell you, it, it, you know, if you, if you don't, it, it, just, just give it a shot. Come out, try it out, check it out. If for anything, come watch Goose. You know, come, come, come watch, come watch, you know, come, come for whatever reason you want to come. It's a good time. And I promise you, if you come, don't be mad at me when you got a kennel full of dogs and you're, and you're loading up uh, five, five times a year headed northbound to a hog band, you know, uh, you're going to love it. And uh, it gives, it gives, it gives all these guys that do hunt in the woods at Avenue, especially when you're running a place to hunt. You know, it, it gives us another avenue to be competitive, to have fun and, and uh, you know, bring fellowship and, and, and support one another. I mean, this we got so many great people in this sport. I, I mean, you know, you, you show up at the event, whether whether you win, lose, or draw, man, everybody's happy for you. You know, if you're, if you're the winner, if you're the loser, they're patting you on the back, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, good group of people, and I suggest anybody that, that – Wants an avenue to be competitive, come give us a try. Well, in worst case scenario, you get to know some of these guys, and it's not your cup of tea, and woods hunting still is. You yeah. you probably gonna get in a better line of dogs because some of these dogs that might not make it might make great woods dogs. Oh man, yeah, yeah. There's 
you know. I can't tell you how many nine nine dogs have been bought that went to the woods and these people are just uh, you know, they're flattering like, man, hey, I get I get phone calls all the time. You got any more puppies? <laughs> I'm like, you know, you got any you got any more than bay pen calls? Yeah. Know? I mean Yeah. You know, it, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but the more connections you got and the the sport that yeah. you enjoy doing, man, it, it doesn't do anything but Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it helps. For for every hundred people that have showed up, thirty people have started buying dogs and started competing. That's how much it's like, you know, anything you do, if you got a 30% increase, you're doing it right. You know, oh, I, know, I, know sure. I know, I know what these guys are doing. I know, I know the guys at homeland.com are working hard. They're doing it. They're doing, they're doing their shows right. And the sport has grown over, like I said, I've been doing it for right at eight or nine, seven, eight years now. And I cannot tell you how far it's came since the beginning. I mean, we went from 17 dogs and the one dog to, you know, 170. Wow. <laughs> you know, used to we compete and you'd be competing. There'd be about 17, 18 dogs compete with in one dog. Now there's almost 200. And in okay. and, 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 and Winfield, there is 200. You know, so I'm just saying, I mean, it's it's grown so much. And if, if, if it wasn't that interesting, it wouldn't grow the way it is. So, oh, for I, sure. But, you know, I, I love for people to come out and just give it a shot. Just check it out. If anything, you're going to have a good time. Hey, it sounds like a like a festival, and oh yeah, and you get to watch a good dog work, and you get to have a good time. So, it's I mean I don't I, I don't even hog hunt, but it sounds like something I'd be interested in maybe attending. So, oh yeah, yeah. You mean you you need to come and and hell, man, you find some other guys to do podcasts with. You, I mean, no matter what, you're gonna find some 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 very knowledgeable guys that's been around the dog world for a long long period of time. Yes, sir. And uh, it's a it's a it's a dang good time, and I, like I said, I'd like to encourage everybody to come give us a shot. I got you. Well, Mr. Randy, I've had you on here over two hours, so I'm going to let yeah, you go do your thing, and, and I'm going to stay yeah, got, in contact. I got, dogs been, I got dogs barking at me right now. I'm going to stay in contact with you because I'm going to try to get some more of these guys on here you know, and, and get some of your suggestions, and I just want to keep up with you and Goose, so I appreciate you coming on and taking the time Absolutely. out of your day. I'd, I'd like to see you ought to come out in October and uh, see if he's crowned the world champion. Man, I, if if I can break loose, I, I I'm gonna try. I'd love to see you. Man, I, I've enjoyed this, and I really appreciate your time. Yes, sir. You too. I thank you. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. All right, All right guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Mister Randy is a uh, uh, seems like a lot of fun, and it seems like these bay competitions are a lot of fun also if y'all hadn't checked them out y'all go check them out on instagram facebook tiktok and october the world's coming up so y'all go check that out it sounds like a lot of fun a lot of entries it's a family environment or a, a, a fun hangout environment but y'all go check them out go to hogbaying.com give them a look they've got the rules and the hunt and uh I guess not the hunt dates, but they got the competition dates. So we appreciate him coming on. We appreciate y'all's feedback. I'm going to see if I can get a couple of videos from him to put on the Facebook profile or the Facebook page so y'all can see them. But like I said, we really appreciate him. He's trying to grow the sport as much as we are. And if there's any way that we can do it, that we're not doing it, 
maybe y'all have a different opinion, shoot it to us. If it's doable, we'd love to do it. You know, if y'all enjoyed something other than squirrel hunting, let us know. Leave us a comment, rate us on Apple Podcast, uh, leave us a like on our Facebook group, The Hunting Dog Public. But we appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. And until next time, enjoy the great outdoors.